Keep it going with that. Why? Keep it going with that. I was like, that's so great. I thought that was part of his. Wow. Wow. Gonna get some new music. Okay. Brandon. Updated jingle palette. Okay. I was up there moving my shoulders. Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friends. This is the Say Something Nice podcast, and I am here (laughs) with Latria. Hello. Ali. Hello. Special guest Stephanie from Mocha Minutes podcast. Hello. And special guest Tammy. Hello. And we are here to review the new 2019 version of Disney's Aladdin, starring. Yes. Starring Will Smith, Mina Masood, and Naomi Scott. Naomi uh, the Scott. Naomi the oh. Naomi Jamaica Scott. Yes, come on, Jamaica. Come on, Jamaica. Is her name Jamaica? It's not. No. It's not. Oh, I was about to say. It's it's a it's an honorific title that she has earned. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget, Alan Tudyk. And Alan Tudyk as the voice of Iago, because he's in. I will he's always, every always Disney thing. Support Alan Tudyk because he is now my living Edwin. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Have some candy. Pink <laughs> candy. Pink okay. candy. But you know what I mean. Yes. He uh, did that voice too? Yes, he did. Oh, yes. <laughs> I swear, I did not know he was a good voice actor until like I watched the movie. I'm like, wait, is Edward still alive? He can't be alive. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Now I can't complain about Firefly that much. Nope. Uh, I didn't mention a uh, sexy scar. Oh, what's, his, what's his name? You mean right? uh, Jafar. Jafar. Um, uh, Jafar. I'm mixing up my Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> still sexy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. One Andrea says that character to another. <laughs> uh, Marwin um, Kinzari is his name. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but first, before we review the new movie. I'm doing pull ups with his shirt off. And I'm like, mm. Yes. Woo. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Right. What is his name? My seat. This is the day that the Lord has made. And the Lord made every... Ooh, <laughs> Before we get to the new Aladdin, though, I thought we'd talk about a little bit about the how the old one came into being, how we got to this point. So the original Aladdin was 
Harold Ashman's pet project. Harold Ashman was the producer of The Little Mermaid and also the um, the lyricist for the songs. Never forget. Right. It was his idea <laughs> to basically to try to bring a Broadway feel to modern Disney movies so they could, you know, basically try to recapture what they had in the 1930s and 40s. Little Mermaid, of course, was a success. And then they uh, brought in Harold Ashman and his uh, writing partner, Alan Minkin, to revise Beauty and the Beast because they were going to make a, like a regular movie version. And it's like, no, has to be a musical like a Little Mermaid was. And so they made Beauty and the Beast the way it was, nominated for the Oscar, won the Golden Globe. And so the thing was this, though, is that after Little Mermaid, Harold Ashman had jumped immediately onto working on Aladdin. It was a pet project for him. He had an idea of doing a sort of animated version of a 1930s, 40s musical, like down to like the jazz soundtrack. And so he copped off Aladdin to do Beauty and then hopped back on Aladdin basically to um, after it was done. But by he passed away in 1991, March 1991, um, from complications of AIDS. So he never got to really finish his work. But he had written most of the songs for it already. Basic idea was, you know, uh, there was two, it was different from what we got. It was Aladdin. There was two genies, a genie, the lamp, genie of the ring. Aladdin had three homeboys, um, Babcat, Kasim, and Omar, question mark. Uh, and he had a mom. And it was um, the idea, they wanted to cast Eddie Murphy as the voice of the genie because uh, all of the genie's songs were written in a Cab Calloway style. Uh, what, year, what is it? Was this like his, his height? This is his 90, career? this is 90, 90, 91. So he's coming down, uh, but he's not all the way down yet. Okay. Um, uh, I was hoping you were going to say he's coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't had a laugh about Eddie Murphy in a while. Coming uh, to America. <laughs> he's about to come back to America. He so. showed the fuck is. <laughs> Part two is coming. Just hold your horse. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the, uh, the music I think was like Cat Calloway and uh, like Fats Waller. Yeah, Cat Calloway and Fats Waller. Like you still can hear a little bit of it in Friend Like Me, but for the most part, they eventually washed most of that out, like um, like yeah. that influence out. What happened was that uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, the head of the Disney studio at the time, did not like the movie as it was coming together. And on a day that they called um, Black Friday in April of 1991, mind you, the movie is still due to come out in November of 92, he said, it doesn't no work. Pressure. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. doesn't work. <laughs> so we're scrapping everything and starting over from scratch. Mm. And so they had to basically revise the story, and that was the version that we basically got at that point. They took out the mom, the three friends, so it was Aladdin, Jasmine, Jafar, the Sultan, and the genie. Who did? Have... So was it still the original guy who wrote the first version? Like he kept his job, or they got somebody new? They so the actual film was originally written by the directors Ron Clemens and John Musker. They brought in two Hollywood writers, uh, um, Todd Elliott and Terry Rossio. Ted Elliott. To revamp it? To revamp it. Okay, okay. They're the ones who wrote that version. They later on went to write Shrek and the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like, years and years later. Okay. So uh, it was still the same the director, though. Yeah, still... John Musker, okay. Ron Clippers, who also did Little Mermaid. They were the directors of the movie. Okay. Um, they cast Robert... And Hercules. And Hercules. <laughs> and Gotta bring it back. And um, Treasure... Um, Planet? Mm-hmm. Treasure Planet and uh, Princess and the Frog and Moana. Those are their movies. It's uh, interesting that they went for like a black music sound for this movie about Middle East. <laughs> it's like you, 
the, mu- sorry. They got music. Yeah, the, like you wouldn't. I don't know. Was it because of like the the art style? Because it's kind of like a you know with the calligraphy look, with the jazz look, with Al Hirschfeld. Yeah, they based the designs on Al Hirschfeld, who was the illustrator for the New York. Is it New York Magazine or New York Times? So he basically did like jazz illustrations of oh, like New Yorker. I the New Yorker, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Who he did? So just like caricatures, yeah. Like the line art, like um, like nice thick quill pen, kind of right. stylized, swishy looking right. stuff. And also, the original concept was based on a 1940 version of the Thief of Baghdad, which is sort of kind of like it's not it's an adjacent sort of um, Arabian Nights type story. And mm-hmm. that's and in that movie, uh, Rex Ingram, who was a black actor, played the genie basically, and that's sort of kind of where they got the idea, I guess, to do a Cab Calloway style thing with a black oh, okay. person as the genie. Like, if you watch Thief of, Thief of Baghdad, it's basically the 1992 Aladdin just in live action. <laughs> like, the Sultan rides the magic carpet. He's sort of kind of goofy. There's a there's Jafar is in it. Um, you know, it's basically <laughs> that. Um. And so Aladdin, they cast Robert Williams as the genie. And they they basically did was they basically put Robert Williams in front of a microphone and just had him riff. They listened back to it, took the best parts, and that's what they animated to. He very was rarely like had hours? dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 14 hours of work for like, he's in the movie. Right, All right, his lines minutes. were ad-libs? 90% of them were ad-libs. My God. They basically Man, told them sort of... We didn't kind of, deserve him. <laughs> we did not deserve him. They t- sort of told him what they wanted in general. Like, in like you know, the opening scene, he's the beggar in the opening scene. They basically put a table of yes. things in front of him and sit and open up like the Tupperware. <laughs> and just, he just start pulling shit out of it and just start talking about it. And they're recording oh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not... Oh <laughs> yeah, and oh, he was originally yeah he was originally I'm a peddler. So sad now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they, the original um, the original ending. I think they're going to end with the peddler ending up being the genie. He, that's the and they saved that right? ending for Aladdin Part Three because they do do that. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> part Three. There's three of them. Yes, there's there three. is three. <laughs> okay, let's just say there's two, and the second one is uh, King of Thieves. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, that return of Jafar is just complete hot garbage. It's a demon, mostly because Robin Williams is not in it. And we'll, so we should discuss why. So Robin Williams, when he signed up to do Aladdin, he did it mostly as a favor to Disney for reviving his career with Good Morning Vietnam and um, um what's the other one in the nineties? Um, um, oh, is it Dead Poets Society? Yes, it is Dead Poets Society. Thank you. Um, but he had a movie that he was starring in in live action toys coming out at the same time <laughs> Aladdin was supposed to come out. So he said, I don't want my movie that I'm getting paid real money for to fail because you are hiring me for this movie for scale. So yeah. don't promote me that heavy in this. You can basically say that, like, the genie is only in 25% of the movie, right? So I should only be in 25% of any artwork or promotional stuff or any trailers or whatever. And so... At first, Disney got cute. They said, okay, 25%. So the original poster for Aladdin has the genie big as shit and everybody really small. But if you measure it geometrically, he's only in a quarter of the poster. Wow. Yeah. But when the movie took off, when it came out in November of 92 and it took off and people were saying, Rob Williams, the genie, he's the best thing ever. It's so revolutionary. Awards, awards he should get. 
Katzenberg broke down and started putting out Genie-only advertising, Genie mm-hmm. voice toys and things, and Robert Williams got pissed. And toys, as everybody knew that it would after this happened, toys flopped because nobody went to see him <laughs> in his own live-action movie. He was. I was about to ask what was toys. I'm thinking like Toy Story. Well, no, no. Like, yeah, no, it's, it was a lot. Let me Google this. It was so. Hello, dis- Cool J. Yeah, and they also <laughs> tried to tank Fern Gully because he had signed on to Fern Gully first. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I, I knew he yeah, was in Fern it. Gully, remember, Fern Gully came out. He had signed on to Fern Gully first. This shout out to um, Lindsay Ellis because I was like, oh, shit. Fern Gully was in 1992. Yeah, Robin Williams was the bat in Fern Gully. He was the bat yeah. and he also rapped. He oh. did the baddie uh, rap. His <laughs> name was Batty and the logic was a ratty. Yeah. <laughs> I love Fern Gully. So they were trying to get rid... They... He was like, hey, I already signed on for Fern Gully. They wanted him to drop out of Fern Gully because of Aladdin. Oh, I remember Fern Gully. Yeah, I don't remember these toys. Jamie Foxx, this is... I remember toys. It was like... <laughs> wow. I remember there's a video game for toys. I never saw that movie, but I saw it in its It made power. less than half of what it cost to make. Because <laughs> it wasn't very Damn. good. Damn. <laughs> wow. Oh, was it James uh, J- Jamie Foxx and Yes, he was. Yeah, it's his feature film what? debut. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why I thought LL Cool J. He's there too. LL Cool J isn't. And Robin Wright, too. Joan Cusack, and Michael Gambon. That's oh, a lot of people to have in one movie racist. that flop. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I literally have never heard of it. So it's, I remember thinking it. And, that's, and that is the point of why Robin Williams is pissed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was very angry. He refused to ever work for Disney again. They, yep. they hired Dan Castelletta, Homer Simpson, to be the voice of the genie in um, Return Jafar and in the Latin Fresh. TV show. Homer! <laughs> yes. And if you listen, you're just like, who the hell is this? And he literally was trying, he was doing a poor imitation of Robin Williams. Oh, it was terrible. To be fair, everybody is a poor imitation that tries to imitate Robin uh, Williams. Yes. Straight facts. <laughs> Robin facts, so. no never- copy. Did he really never do another Disney movie? Well, in 90, I want to say 95, Michael Eisner made up with Robin Williams by getting him a Picasso painting, an original (laughs) Picasso painting. And so he came back to do Aladdin Part 3. Dan Castellet had recorded the whole thing. They said, throw out the tapes. Robin Williams is back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) They made such a big deal, too. They're like, and and the return of Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, he made made Jack. He made Flubber and a couple other movies for Disney after that. Jack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't uh, Disney also, like, try to help him out by, like, uh, either producing or, like, greenlighting Bicentennial Man or something? Was that Disney? Let me check. Bicentennial Man Disney? It might have been a touchstone. Let's let's go look. Yeah, because the new head of Disney had did, like, a whole, like, apology to him. Yeah. Yeah. After the Picasso. So they're like, uh, we made some mistakes and we made some mistakes. Yes. And we went back on hurting him. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, Bison to New Man <laughs> is a Disney movie. It's a touchstone picture. Mm. Okay. What was Mrs. Doubtfire? That was, I guess that wasn't Disney. I think that was, 20, that was Fox. That's a Fox movie. It's yeah, a Disney, Disney movie Fox. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now it is. Yeah. And so, you know, Aladdin was very popular. It was the highest grossing animated film ever at the time. And then, of course, Lion King came out two years later and obliterated that record. It won the Oscar for Best Song and Best Score for Whole New World and the score, of course, by Alan Menken. Um, every, every one of us saw it as a kid multiple times on that white mm-hmm. ship, clamshell VHS. Uh, <laughs> uh, Diamond Edition. 
Yep. Uh, besides Rob <laughs> Williams, they had the voice of Scott Weinger, who was um, DJ's boyfriend on Full House as Aladdin, Linda Larkin as Princess Jasmine, Doug Lucille as the um, Sultan, Jonathan Freeman as the voice of Jafar, Gilbert Gottfried, loud yes. ass, as Iago. Oh, uh, <laughs> His voice has never changed. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. He is my diamond in the rough. <laughs> and Frank Welker as the voice of the Cave of Wonders and of Buddha Monkey. So that's Frank Welker. That's Frank from Scooby-Doo. It's Megatron. And Megatron, Megatron doing the voice of... Wait a minute. Of... So DJ's boyfriend mm-hmm. is Aladdin? Yes. Yep. How yep. did I not know? Why did his... Okay, his career didn't take... Wow. <laughs> wow. He's the voice... He, I... was, he was always the voice. He did, the, he did all three movies and the cartoon show. Uh, Linda Larkin, I think, right? What happened yes. to his career then? He was too busy, I guess, recording animation. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, you know, now he's a producer for ABC Studios. He produces Blackish. Oh. Yeah. Really? It yeah. was a long game. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Is this the same boyfriend I'm thinking about from Full House? Yeah. Yep. That's on Fuller House. Yeah, he yep. produces Blackish. He's a co-producer on Blackish. Yeah, I mean they have like fifteen producers on Blackish besides Kenya Bears. Yeah. Oh yeah, but wow. <laughs> That's just like when I found out Kelsey Grammer produced Girlfriends, and I was like, I'm sorry. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, Kelsey. Right. <laughs> wow. So, well, okay. I then I guess his career has been well. I guess he's still getting busy <laughs> checks. So he. Come on, Disney checks. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Feeling myself a little bit more, so I think we'll be able to do this. Punch in for Aladdin. They did keep three, two, three, counting in my head, three of Howard Ashman's songs. He wrote the songs with Alan Minkin. They kept Arabian Nights, they kept Friend Like Me, and they kept Prince Ali. Tim Rice, who is also a popular Broadway, and still is a popular Broadway songwriter, came in to write the lyrics for three other songs, One Jump Ahead, The Prince Ali Reprise, and A Whole New World. Even though Scott Weinger and Linda Larkin played Aladdin and Jasmine, they did not do the singing for Aladdin and Jasmine. Brad Kane did the singing for Aladdin, and Leah Salonga, who later on, she was a baby at the time, like a, like a teenager or barely like a young adult, she would go on, Leah Salonga did the voice singing for Jasmine, and she would later go on to be the first Asian woman to win the Tony Award for Best Actress for Miss Saigon. Like, you know, she's got that really good voice. Like, listen, she can sing. You guys have seen the movie. She can sing. I've got one random question. See if anybody knows the answer, because I don't. Mm-hmm. Does anybody Probably happen not. to know? Yeah, Brandon might. Um, <laughs> uh, does anybody know how Richard Williams felt about the Aladdin movie. Oh, Christ. So, I can tell that story. <laughs> so, Richard Williams is an animator from the UK. Or at least he lives Uh-oh. there. I don't, know, I don't know if he's native to the UK. So, he was working since the 60s on an Arabian Nights-based animated film called The Thief and the Cobbler. Mm-hmm. And because Richard Williams, he's one of those perfectionist people he was animating it real slow between paying jobs. Like, he recorded the voices in 1968. And basically, and by 1987, he was still not done with it, but he had been hired to do the animation on Roger Rabbit. He was the animation director for that movie. 
Oh. And, and, and I, I want to note one reason why it may have been so slow. He animated the whole movie on ones. Yes. And if you know what that means? Oh, no. Terror. A fresh drawing <laughs> for every frame in the movie. Usually animation, uh, 2D animation is done on two. So you do 12 drawings a second. 24 drawings a second is on one. So everything is smoother and it flows better. And um, Richard Williams, is kind of, he's kind of a maniac. He has a great book on animation training, but he's kind of a maniac, um, to be <laughs> clear. Uh, the clout <laughs> he got from doing the Roger Rabbit animation, basically Disney gave him a contract to help him finish up um, Thief and the Cobbler, but he wow. missed the deadlines and, then this- <laughs> and it all fell through. He had to get wow. financing elsewhere. Eventually, the movie's taken away from him, given to a Bond company who produced like the rest of it sort of kind of on the cheap and lands far away. Um, <laughs> and it sort of ended up being distributed by Miramax, who <laughs> at the time was owned by Disney. After, wow. three years after Aladdin came out. And every animator who worked on Aladdin definitely worked on, on Roger Rabbit, definitely talked to Richard Williams because he was their boss, and definitely saw a shift from the Thief and the Cobbler. Oh, my God. Wow. So. This is like... <laughs> Stolen all of their all of their little lives. Yeah, I look forward. Is anything original? Is anything like no? Do they do they go in the meeting and go, what can we think of, or is it who's working on something that we can steal? No, later this fall we're going to be talking about Kimbo the White Lion. Don't worry. (laughs) Did you say Kimbo? He said, yeah. Kim, Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. spoilers for the Lion King episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Like, like, who can we give a shitty contract and then we did? And be like, oops, it's ours now and we're going to do it better. Uh, but yeah, so. So dirty. Af- after um, Aladdin and its two direct video sequels, The Return of Jafar and Aladdin and the King of Thieves, and the TV show that aired on um, in syndication for a couple of years. Um, Disney moved on, and in 2014, was it? I think 2014 is when the Broadway musical came about. Is that correct, or was it 13? I'm trying to look right quick. I'm running off a memory right now for some strange reason. I can't find the Uh... article for the musical. Here we go. Wait, no, that's not it. That is the... It was... That's the version that... 2011. Oh, 2011. Jesus Christ. It was that early. Uh, <laughs> wow. But According yeah. to Wikipedia. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's correct. Wait, no. Uh, it started in 2011. They got to Broadway in 2014. Like, they, they, they did tryouts for three years before they actually ended up oh. on Broadway. Um, the Broadway version is starred um, Adam Jacobs as a Latin. Jonathan Freeman came to fuck back. To do uh, <laughs> Jafar. I mean, was he busy? <laughs> no. Uh, Courtney okay. Reed as Princess Jasmine and James Monroe Aguilhart as the genie. He won the Tony Award for Best Supporting Actor in 2014 for playing the genie. I love him and I want him to be my spirit animal. Yeah, I wanted him to be in this movie. Um, we'll discuss he that. <laughs> he's black. Yes, he's black. He's, um, he's, um, um, uh, a large frame, um, bald headed black dude. I say that large frame because this man moves like he weighs a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the magic going on right there. Like, cause he just <laughs> he he like he does the shit. Rob Williams' uh, animated character, animated by um, Eric Goldberg, does in the cartoon on stage in live action, live. 
He's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. There's videos on YouTube. He's great. Yes. And I think right now, or, or recently, he was in Hamilton playing uh, Jefferson. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Marquis de Lafayette, too. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, because when, when you were in Hamilton, you played both parts. You played one in Act 1, yeah. the other one in Act 2. Um, but yeah, he's he's damn good. Like, um, they basically, they went back and re- Purpose some of Howard Ashman's unused songs, including um, "Proud of Your Boy," a Latin solo that was written for like the first part of the movie that they don't, they didn't use in the movie. Um, oh, he got his mom back in the Broadway musical. I haven't seen. Oh it. no, his mom still passed away, but he sings like oh. sort of in his in memory of her. This yeah. is great how the song is sung now, um, and it sort of oh. kind of went back to like the 1930s jazz idea. So the songs are a little bit less. How they Hollywood musical style? Well, well, they're less how they sound in the '92 version, and more like 1930s, '40s jazz Hollywood musical stuff, like more horns and sort of kind of more of a jazzy feel to it and everything. And <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, they literally they literally go <laughs> with their voices. That's how the song starts out. Oh. Um, from all accounts, it's a really good play, like and everything. And so I top started up of making a movie because you know Disney's remaking everything into live oh, action. Sure. Because nobody has fresh ideas. They have money. They have fresh All ideas. They're money. too scared to use them because when you have a fresh idea nowadays, like it don't matter if it's good or bad. It's just hard to market because people you got to get people to get up out of the house from Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and video games right. and cable to go. And YouTube and Instagram to go to the theater to see a movie. It's easier to do that when it's a thing you already know about versus an original idea or at least a would, brand of some sort. I would say this was a fresh prince of an idea. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you have no idea how much I love she Will Smith. Is ready for a, she has a whole list of puns. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. That's only really ready. So. They announced, uh, I think it was in 2017, they announced Aladdin was coming in. Will Smith was going to play the genie. They got my letters. <laughs> was he cast first? Do you think he was cast He was definitely first? cast first. He was definitely cast first because, like, um, it, uh, it's one of the things, you know, he's Will Smith. He don't got an audition. They, they call That's him and say... Like, do you think they called him and was like, we want you to do this? Yes. Or they have a list? Yes. Yes, yeah, like he's he's on that level. He's like, we want you to do this. Are you comfortable? Do you are you gonna be okay with the singing and everything? Um, and I, he told oh, me yes. Will Smith will always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident. You want me to go up to space and you know stop this asteroid from hitting Earth? I can do it. I'm Will Smith. Yep. Yes. I punch <laughs> aliens. I do this. You know, one thing he said no. Well, he he said no to a couple of things. Everybody knows he said no to the Matrix. Um, yep. one thing he said no <laughs> well, to also that people don't know good. about was um Dream Girls. They wanted him to play Curtis Taylor Dream because Jimmy Fox wanted too much money. Wow. No. And so eventually, thank God he said no. Yeah, eventually <laughs> they got they just got Fox back and he agreed to go to do it for less, and that was that. But. We were very close First of to getting. All, we gotta talk about why they can't play, pay black people what they're worth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Oof>. Um, <laughs> Conversation. <laughs> I'm sure if Jamie was worth whatever he was originally asking for. Mm, at the time, he was asking for a little bit much. He was asking for 15 mil. And this is right after he won his Oscar. Ten, oh, no. Sorry. Ten, ten would have no. sufficed. <laughs> but, but after <laughs> he won the Oscar, off. though? Yeah, no, yeah, because. Yeah. Because white actors and actresses get like twenty million easy. Nah, he could have. They get twenty million after they win the Oscar and they have like blockbusters in a row. Like Fox had the Oscar, he didn't have a lot of blockbusters. He could have. I think they ended up having to pay him like five, cause like, cause they were paying Beyonce like three. Sorry. 
Yeah, like Rihanna said, "Bitch, don't have my money." Hold on one second. So, this is probably the Amazon people. Hello. I don't know. I just kind of feel like. Well, uh, I mean, it, it took it, Julia Roberts years and years before she started getting twenty million. Yeah, like if you're asking for fifteen million, you're gonna stay hungry. Yeah. Like, but I also feel like the movies they offer, even when they win Oscars, except for Denzel, the movies mm. that they offer everybody else is trash. Like, yeah. I think I feel like John Wick Three is like the best thing Hallie has done since she won the Oscar. Mm. Uh, everything in between then has been like she trying to rescue her kid that got taken. That's so, somebody getting kidnapped in one of the movies, <laughs> <laughs> or she's like a nine one one operator. Like I don't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like he, what, uh, what opportunities would he have had to even get up to that? I mean, you know, because they wouldn't have offered him good roles anyway. True. Yeah, but uh, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't like if I, if I, if my concern is more or less like ex, like exposure to to get those good roles, mm-hmm. then I would in good faith, you know, accept accept the money now. Yeah. So that way I can, so that way I can like really build on that. And I, I can get, because what I need to, to, I need like clout and you need to build right. that clout. And I don't think, you know, Jay Fox had, had like that just yet. I mean, an Oscar win, sure, but right. bro, you need more. But also yeah. too, it's like, what roles were they writing for black people that weren't like biopics type roles? Where you, oh. where you can play somebody who was like already great doing something like they weren't writing like original roles for black people to play. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he can't be playing like just, he, you know, Chadwick is every black person that ever lived in history. This is true. So it's like, it's like, right has has including Thurgood Marshall, which <laughs> no. Like, how, how you playing a light skin man? It was like, I, I'm trying to think. I, I like the movie, but I was just like, "Wow, you like, are real dark." Child, it was like, like no, now, now like, y'all playing in pass. our faces. That Thurgood, is ridiculous. Thurgood could pass. So wait, That's did they didn't they didn't open up Thurgood Marshall the movie with like him just sunbathing on the beach? No, but what what it was, <laughs> they basically made it an action movie. Like, oh. it was, like Thurgood Marshall was whooping ass. Oh no! Like I laughed because I was like, "Wow, they just made like Thurgood Marshall an action hero." (laughs) And it was it was really just one scene. It was like one bar scene, but I was just like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" Sorry, sorry, you guys. I I enjoyed it, but I was just like, "Okay." (laughs) Amazon, Amazon, been trying to act a fool about getting my stuff to me these last couple of days, and so I had the phone on, make sure they they call. I got last time they were trying. Well, you weren't here, so you don't get your stuff, and you know. so here's what I would suggest before we get back to the show uh-huh. is I would suggest that because Amazon allows you to change the carrier. So if you if you feel like as if I was because that's what used to happen to me um, when Amazon would try to deliver something, they would always say, you're not there. And I'd be like, yeah, I was. And so what what you should do is you should get them to change the carrier free of charge to another mail carrier like UPS. Okay. And then you'll be fine. All right, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Mm, right. You better be an Amazon Pro. Come on. Okay. I, no, I, I was done. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I need my, I need my toaster oven. Right. <laughs> All right, where were we talking? Wait a minute. Yeah, he just got a toaster oven, you guys. He was making cinnamon rolls last night. 
Oh, listen, <laughs> listen, I have not gone back to using a toaster since. That is the best toast I've ever had in my life. Like, I mean, like, I won't be popping bread down in that little machine ever again. I'm about to toast, I'm, I'm toss the toaster out the window. Anyway, it's white, it's like it's it doesn't match any of the other colors of the other appliances anyway, so it's about to go. I am and looking listen, at you when you don't want to heat up the whole house in the summer because you want some fries. <laughs> I feel like nobody's watched the Brave Little Toaster because I'm getting upset. <laughs> no, that was my reference. That's my reference I was saying. I was like, I'm looking at you, Toaster, over, toaster over there. So, yeah. <laughs> He's trying so hard. <laughs> he was brave. He was. <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been here for seven years. It's okay. <laughs> Anywho, I'm back to the show. Sorry about that. Okay. Aladdin, Broadway show success. Will Smith casts his genie. Um, internet has my freak out. Brandon has my freak out because Brandon knows Will Smith can't sing. <laughs> and so, to, be fair, to be fair, I have to. So I have to interject here. So what you're saying is rapping isn't singing. It's not. It's, it's, it's two different skills. Rapping is, it is delivering words and rhythm. And beats and measures, but there's no melody attached to it. There are plenty of rappers who can sing. Missy Elliott can what? sing. Lauren Hill can sing. Um, Drake can sing a little bit. Um, Beyonce can sing. Beyonce can sing. Um, <laughs> but I don't consider her to be a rapper. Beyonce's a rapper now, okay? Like, she be rap? She like, is. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, she is. But like Drake can, can do everything. Drake can sing. Did you forget Drake? I know I said I said Drake. He's I said I said a little bit. He can sing a little bit. Drake oh, can you, emote. You know what? See, I think you're gonna do that because you just have a hate for light skinned people, Brandon. <laughs> I don't have a hate for light skinned people. <laughs> Especially if they're yelling at somebody. Right. And that, that's why I'm angry. I was, I had to make I, I'm sure an I honorary Spallet Latrio. Oh, excuse, excuse me, Brandon. Do you work no. in the blackish writers room? Mm. <laughs> With Mr. Aladdin? <laughs> Like, I feel like you work there. Are you now in the mixedest? No wonder. That's why they, you're responsible for that colorism episode. I got it. I got the number, hussy. I got it. It's all your fault. No, like, 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 Drake. on it, Brandon. I'm trying to think of somebody <laughs> like like who can world, okay? I'm trying to think of some of, like a, like somebody who can sing sing and can rap like a guy who can sing sing and rap rap and it's T Pain sing T Pain T Pain T Pain is one yep. person yeah oh yeah yeah like out he like might be the only. he might be the only or the only <laughs> yeah. person who's famous rather um because I, I know I know like local artists I've known people who can sing sing and rap rap and nobody's ever gotten sing, to like that sing level sing and rap rap when you say local <laughs> I think you mean Atlanta and no. I'm in Orlando, actually. So. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and veto that. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you're looking for a double threat is what you want. Right. right. Um, but yeah, so, but, you know, Will Smith's a movie star. He, like, he's, I, I always say Will Smith's like Clark Gable was back in the day. He gets, like, personality and charm push him a long way because, you know, he's not really capable of playing somebody else other than Will Smith. Okay. Oh, I would argue. All right. Uh, okay. Six degrees of separation. Why don't you think Bam. it's at? But, well, I mean, the six evidence... Degrees of separation. As, well, six, six degrees of separation is probably the only time he really pushed okay, himself question. into acting question. like that. Question, do you think Denzel can act? 
Denzel can. Denzel oftentimes does fall into playing Denzel, but sometimes that's what he's called upon to do. Even oh, when, wow. Even when oh, Will, even when really? Will is cast in things where he's not supposed to play Will Smith, he uh-huh. still sort of kind of falls back into playing Will Smith. It's not a thing that's unique to him. It's like, uh-huh. I, I said, Clark Gable did the exact same. Clark Gable could not act at all. Clark, oh, he was just the Clark Hive is gonna come after you. He was you. just famous Girl, and cute. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Wait, hold on. Just like that. racism, there are some people out there that are like, "What? Well, what did they, you say they, about Clark they, they Abel? Dead or they don't know what this podcast is. <laughs> Somebody, my uh, uh-uh, uh, not right. the Clark Hive. But yeah, but <laughs> they could be coming up with their canes. But I, but I was like, um, I was like, well, at least you know they'll hopefully find some good, you know, Arabic actors and actresses to play the rest of the cast and everything. Maybe mm-hmm. they can make this a little bit more appropriate culturally because you know in Aladdin everybody was white. Um, so right. we'll see what happens no. with that. So then that headlock came out. Um, Disney has delayed the production of Aladdin from August to September of 2017 because they had, cannot find an Arabic or South Asian person to play Aladdin and Jasmine. Because well, they they found a Jasmine. They found Naomi Scott fairly early. The problem was that they had to wait until they found an Aladdin to do you know chemistry reads and chemistry tests, screen tests, and everything like that. And they kept rejecting people because. Disney was... It wasn't that they couldn't find people. It was that they were being very particular about who they cast. Um, yeah, well, that headline didn't help them because it sounded like, it sounded like as if in all of Disney, in all of Disney, they can't find a map. <laughs> um, was Bollywood closed that day? I don't know. In the world and y'all cannot find... I don't, I don't understand because I feel like as if there's like... India is very prominent on the on the world map. It's very they have prominent. a whole... A whole... Like their own little like system, like hello. It's like just pick somebody okay. from Bollywood. What are we doing? I'm under the Not impression even. they wanted somebody who didn't have an accent at all. Period. Because they, wow, insult. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Because they cast so me. Like, they, they cast me in Masood as a lad who they had rejected multiple times. He was in a bunch yeah. of those callbacks, and they kept saying, "Nah, not him. Nah, not him." They eventually right. broke down and cast him. Um, I but guess, he can just. But you can just affect an American accent. It's not terribly difficult. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think I it is either. I don't hear a thick accent in interviews. No, he doesn't it's have so- an accent at all. Like, oh. And that's that's the thing. That's what I think that's what they, oh. they want somebody who sounded like Aladdin, like the cartoon version, which is what, well, at least the voice, um, the speaking voice. That's <laughs> what they got. Um, well, why do you not get uh, DJ's boyfriend back? You're a little old. You're a little old. And so, like, you know, like, uh, think of from like a marketing point of view, right? Like, especially with the current political climate, I, right. I wonder if they have a lot of hesitation with how far could they really push That's this a good movie and marketing mm-hmm. and making the money back if audiences were even interested in a Middle Eastern, you know, friendly movie. See, they gotta to, like, stop looking you know, at. You know, they the audience in Kansas. Forget them. <laughs> Not the audience in Kansas. Forget them. Okay. Darth the gay, okay, see. They're thinking about their like middle. Don't American look in Missouri either. Oh my gosh. Are they gonna are you know, are people in Idaho and Iowa, are they gonna like this? Who Is cares? Rita gonna come to the theater? <laughs> we need to know if Rita will be there. It's yeah. a money thing though. Like yeah, it's a person of that color. Thing. People are gonna go. Hello. They're going to the yeah, the money thing, yeah. the money thing is just, it's a really sad, it's I, a really sad state of affairs. The fact that that actually stops 
proper casting yeah. is right. really upsetting. And it's the cost of the movie, specifically what I'm talking about, because like if it was like an indie film, you know, you could do whatever, right? right. Because it doesn't matter how much money you make back. Like if you're going like 100, 200 million and you got effects and everything, you have to make that money back to make it greenlit. So I think that's where they're at, where they had to make sure it, for whatever stupid reason that it's safe enough for Kansas, right, to make the money back while still not being too safe. So it's offensive to people that actually care about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, and, it's and definitely just, a trick ugh. bag. It is not a comfortable thing on either side. Like, um, yeah. I went, I, when you said I went to go look at the budget, because I was curious. So the budget is 183 million for this movie, which sounds about oh. right. Um, it's a little bit more than what Dumbo cost a couple of months ago. Oh um, boy! In addition to the uh, people we already named, mm-hmm. he also cast. Um, we talked about Mar- Marwin. Um, what's his? Ooh, hot Jafar. Yeah, Hot Jafar. Hot Jafar. As nope, Jafar. that's not his name anymore. Uh, Marwin um, Kinsari <laughs> as um, Jafar. And um, there was a little bit of uproar because they cast Billy uh, Magnuson, who is a white actor, to play um, a prince. And like, my funny thing was, I knew he was going to play like the dude who gets bit by the tiger, which is what he right. played. So I was like, y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all are, I know some people are upset, but he's going to be in the movie for like a good strong three minutes. And that's what <laughs> he was in the movie for. Right. <laughs> he was there as a stand-in for the previous white cast. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, we're sorry. <laughs> here. We know we shouldn't be here. <laughs> right. And they also added um, Nassim Pedrad as um, Dahlia, who is um, Princess Jafar's handmaiden. And, Princess... Um, Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. I say Princess Jafar, my God. You made a whole group of the internet happy that didn't know I was just, you know, like, like I don't want to Google that now, but. Oh, Lord. No, no, no fan fiction. That was the genesis of fan fiction right there. Oh, Lord. Oh, and, I'm um, sure it existed. Naveed um, Nagaban plays um, the Sultan. Yes, and so, the Shadow King. Yes, the Shadow King from Legion. My goodness gracious. And so, oh. Aladdin came out on Friday, the day before yesterday. On Tudic. Gotta, oh, and Alan Tudyk is Alan the voice Tudyk. of Iago, and his Iago is less Gilbert Gottfried and more just a parrot who says uh, snarky shit in between his, his squawks. Specifically, a parrot in a drug bust that you read about later in the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like these guys were smuggling cocaine and weapons, and there was a parrot there that was screaming, like, police are coming, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> That type of parrot, if yep. you know what I mean. I read a lot of weird news. <laughs> and they, they also brought back Frank Welker to do the voices of um, Abu, Raja, and the Cave of Wonders. Which made my heart so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and so the movie came out on Friday. It is on track this weekend to make, because um, it's a holiday weekend, it's Memorial Day weekend, it's on track to making $100 million across yes. four days. So and, that's a little bit more, so that's basically a little bit more than half of its budget. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. just in America. Let me go find it worldwide because, you know, worldwide is probably... I'm, I actually don't know what it's doing worldwide. Uh, Are you allowed to say that? Isn't that Pitbulls? Do you have to pay him money? Oh, Mr. Worldwide! Yeah, you can't do me if you bust him. You can't just say that Cuban. I gotta look after other Cubans. You know. <laughs> um, well, so far, it's already made $207 million worldwide because it's made 121 overseas. Um, it is going to make, uh, yeah, eighty six million three day, hundred million four day. Um, uh, like big premieres, like over in the Middle East, like they did when, in Africa when Black Panther came out. Is I don't know. I haven't heard anything. See, they should have. They should have done that. They the China opening looks a little bit soft. We only it's only eighteen million over there. Oh. 
But like, um, <laughs> they, they, the, the funny thing That's is, so racist. Like, I just, I can't even. I don't even. The funny thing even, is, they've been over backwards for Chinese audiences nowadays because you know some of the movies ugh. go over there and mm-hmm. they pop. Like, uh, Bumblebee didn't make much here, but over there, popped. Yeah, anything with giant robots and special effects and stuff does usually really well. Aquaman. So now there's like the third act of a lot of movies lately, just kind of be like, hey, now we're set in China for some reason. With yeah. A bunch yeah. Of so big Chinese actors you've never heard of here. Yeah, if Aladdin had some kind of a Gundam. <laughs> I'm into this. Let's keep writing. If the genie had just like mow down people with an AK-47. Yeah, you yeah. yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so now it's time for reviews. Um, I will go last. Um, I will start oh. with Tammy because it was her. It was her birthday weekend. She was really excited to see this, and so I'll go ahead and start Yay. with her. I could sense the hate in your heart. <laughs> hey, so Tammy, you're a Gemini. Strong. Yes. Yes. Gemini's in the house. So, right. <laughs> so for my birthday, my boyfriend is super sweet, and uh, he got me tickets to go see premiere at um, on Thursday at the El Capitan here in LA. And so I get to see it in the outside of the can, which is the Muppet Theater in the Muppet movie, if anybody, you know. Oh. Okay. It's adorable. Um, so great. Um, I'm a little bit biased. I am wearing magic carpet socks right now. Yay! Um, <laughs> and my wallpaper on my computer is Agrabah. So um, I have a lot of strong feelings. There's a Will Smith rap over the credits. How could you not love this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and, part and- of the reason, because it's Will Smith and it's also... DJ Khaled, we the best. That's one. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was kind of like <laughs> tapping my foot in the theater when the credits came on. I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> and like, I'm biased. I know I'm gonna like it, uh, you know. But like, so um, I didn't think it was gonna be that good of a movie. Like, it didn't look terrible. Um, it didn't uh, look like Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I. I really like that none of her dresses and uh, Jasmine's dresses look like they came from like Claire's for a Halloween thing. Really nice. I have a lot of problems with Beauty and the Beast. So that's that's my other favorite animated movies. Like that one and Aladdin were the two that made me want to be an animator, especially Aladdin. Me too. So like, yeah, me too. You know, right? And then like the trailers for it, it didn't look bad, but like um, something about it just made it look very like garish in the colors and stuff. And it looked a lot like a set compared to on location stuff. So like, I was like, ah, let's see. But I was super happy about the Will Smith casting because, like, I, I was worried they were going to try to do, like, an actual comedian to do Robin Williams, and he just can't. So you just have to go in a completely different direction. Someone that feels big like that, but in a different way. So I was really happy about Will Smith because that way it's not a direct comparison. You're not trying to be as funny or as random. You're just, it's just Will Smith, right? And um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of blue hitch. I'm okay with this. And, <laughs> you know, overall, like, I really did enjoy it. And um, more than I thought I would even. And, like, I had heard some of the reviews and news about how Jasmine was going to have her own song and the usual stuff you hear, like, oh, it's a modern princess now. Okay, really? And um, I was waiting for the new song that's about, you know, her and, like, all this stuff and uh, cringing because um, if you guys know the scene in uh, Endgame, uh, where all the women are suddenly in the shop for a moment to pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> like, yay, you're trying to be inclusive, but really, you're, you're, you're really trying to be a bit strong with it. But no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And um, uh, she was great. All the reviews about her are perfect and, and really talk about uh, how good she is. And it's wonderful. But um, overall, pretty good. Um, being a little bit less biased, there were some weird things like uh, slow mo. Did someone just keep hitting a button in the editing room for the time signature <laughs> stuff? Because it's like 
I don't know if they ran out of footage or they didn't time it correctly. Like, oh man, we guys, we didn't really film this to the music. Let's just kind of make that jump a little bit slower. But it's the fact now. We're being stylistic. <laughs> I don't know if you are. Um, yeah. So that speeding up and slowing down stuff is kind of weird. Um, actually, my biggest complaint, I think, about this movie, Alan Menken. What were you doing? See, yeah, so so I, I'm just really quickly, the score was awful. That's, it's magic. There like, you go. They re- yeah. recycle his cues oh, from the really? first movie, which doesn't quite fit the tone of this one, and the new stuff didn't. It was not just not good. Oh, it was no. so weird. Like in the main songs, um, I specifically remember um, "One Jump" and "A Whole New World." The the arrangements on it were just weird, and like they were trying to modernize it, but it didn't feel modern. It just felt, I don't know ominous or something it was just yeah. weird and uh, but i loved friend like me i thought it was perfect uh, both visually and with the music um anytime will smith's doing anything pretty much um i've accepted that prince yes. is just the genie using yes. auto-tune as part of his magic i remember that yeah um yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boy and i was like what and actually, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 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 me magic <laughs> I like the Prince Ali sequence better in the movie than listening to it on Spotify. Um, Because in Spotify, maybe because there's nothing else to kind of distract me, I can really hear the autotune and I can never tell there's autotune. But this is the one time I'm like, oh, so that's what autotune sounds like. Um, But uh, in the movie, it was fun. And um, uh, I want to note that if anyone hasn't noticed it yet, in the scene where Will Smith is, you know, with the the women and pretending to be one, uh, he does say yummy boy in reference to Aladdin. And that was delightful. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> Yummy boy. <laughs> so great. And um uh yeah, like uh uh um the opening with him being the peddler, I mean, because I already know about what the peddler was supposed to be in the animated movie. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, now we know where this is going. Uh plus I'm a John Mulaney fan, so I'd seen his TV show, so that's how I knew the voice of the handmaiden. Like, oh okay. That's spoiled for me. But mm. okay, fun. Um, if you know, um, uh, the handmaiden was in that show was great. Um, but uh, something else. Oh, one thing I really did not like, and it's it's just like a stickler thing for me. I did not like the whole Jasmine being afraid to jump off the roof thing. And I'm being really picky at this point about that at all things. But um, I just remember that as being one of those things of like, yeah, I'm an equal to you. You know, you don't need to hold my hand. I'm a woman. Crap. Like, but in this one, they're like, hey, you literally have to hold my hand because I'm a woman. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. So that was an interesting slight change of that. But I guess we're trying to establish the whole trust thing sooner or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, oh, my, my favorite part uh, about this, other than Will Smith, of course, no Jim Cummings. Yes. So, Tammy, <laughs> is that your boyfriend in the background? Yes. He's talking about Jim Cummings every Tammy, time. Tammy, like, you were right. Like I knew. I like 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 you you had you saw before anybody else could see that Jim Cummings was a piece of work. Because <laughs> he has a voice. We watched Aladdin the night before, right? And I'm like, Jeremy, it's just Jim Cummings talking to Jim Cummings. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> for, for y'all who don't know, Jim Cummings was a he's a voice actor. He's the voice of damn near everything. But it turned out that he was um, abusing his wife and sexually molesting his daughter and all these things that came out what? a couple of weeks ago. Oh my yeah. god, I did not even know that. But the A now I'm justified in that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a whole arc came out about basically he got divorced a couple of years ago and like the, the papers leaked and basically like all all sorts of things were in the papers. Like, Whoop. but that's when that's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And Tigger. Yeah. 
every side character in every animated movie. And Dark, oh, and that's Dark the Wing guy. Duck. Okay, I remember you posting that article <laughs> yeah. about Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Yes. Ugh. And like, like to his credit, uh, when he's not just doing Jim Cummings, he does sound great. Like he really is a great Winnie the Pooh and a great Tigger to the point that they replaced the other Tigger they hired in that last movie with him. Um, and what got me for him was he was the Firefly and Princess and the Frog. Yeah. And I went in that movie so angry, like, oh God, Jim Cummings. Oh, I hate this Firefly. I remember oh, this. So we started a movie together. <laughs> so many fun jokes in the trailers. I'm like, I'm crying over Jim Cummings. I hate you so much. <laughs> Tim Cummings rant, but he was not in this movie as far as I could tell, um, and that was wonderful. Right. <laughs> if you were to give the movie a letter grade, what would you give it? Ooh, uh, W for <laughs> Willy Willy Awesome. Uh, Willy Willy Awesome. <laughs> yes, we are in the millennium again. Um, oh my God, gonna I be love okay. it. Will Smith is rapping over credits again. Um, yes. All we, need, all we need now is Cisco to come back and help him out. Stop it. Don't get, don't get carried away. All right. He just got uh, triggered. All right, Stephanie. Hello. So I... <laughs> so fun fact about Aladdin. For my high school, each class had their own mascot. Mm-hmm. Aladdin and Jasmine were ours. A Whole New World was our class song. So for a very long time, I have had really strong ties to Aladdin. When it comes to the live actions, I have had a love-hate relationship. I, you know, or meh relationship. So I loved um, Maleficent, even though it's not a really live action Sleeping Beauty, but eh, it's close enough. I am meh or on the hate side of Beauty and the Beast. And that was one of my favorite Disney movies. So I was very upset by that. Um, I feel you. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> here comes the banker with the straight light always. Let's do it We not dub out Emma. I mean, I feel like y'all got enough money, or pick somebody else. And I am all about Hermione being hire a singing ghost. My God. I mean, I'm just saying, y'all gotta <laughs> dub somebody in. I mean, was Jennifer? <laughs> I'm just not about Emma Watson, uh, you know, getting some story decisions. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, was Kayla busy? I'm just kidding. Excuse me. I am not over Kid Fury calling her Ka. I'm not over that. Listen, I was like, who is he talking about? And it took like, and it was like, what's Ka? I knew he was talking about, I knew he was talking about Taylor Swift. And I was like, Ka, what is that? Oh oh my God. (laughs) Are we talking about the snake? Yes. yes so, so Kia Fury on the podcast to read called Taylor Swift a snake. You know, the internet calls her a snake. And he wants to, he called her Ka instead of just calling her a snake. What's the word the joke? And was? I, it took me down. It cooked me for three days. I <laughs> okay. said, Lord, have mercy. And no, also, I was, like, I, I was just thinking, like, I like Scarlett Johansson. I thought she was great. <laughs> Yeah, she was. The, listen, the Jungle Book is the only of these remakes that I, I, that so I 100% yeah. think so work oh, across the board. Absolutely. <laughs> I, was so, I just went on like a Tuesday. You know how like all the theaters have that cheap Tuesday mm-hmm, thing? $5 Tuesdays. So I just went on a whim to go see the Jungle Book and I was like, this is so fucking amazing. Like, what is going on? Why is nobody seeing this movie? Right? This is no, everybody saw it. It made a billion dollars. Yeah. 
it did well at the time it wasn't a lot right. of people i guess talking about it right maybe that's the better word yeah. and i was like this is really good like mm-hmm. i think i saw the original jungle book like maybe once you saw the live action ones in the 90s like okay i'm tired of y'all remaking this goddamn movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and this somebody one, tell like, andy circus i mean please because, <laughs> like <laughs> I think like, at least the other person on uh, the podcast please. who's seen um, Andy Serkis's Mowgli, right? You've seen it, right? Oh, I don't want to. Oh. Is that the one that's on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, no. my God. I saw, like, I was like, oh, I thought about checking it out, but, like, from the, you know how they show you, like, the little preview when it just, like, hover over it? Yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh, this looks like somebody just graduated. <laughs> <laughs> And this, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm not. Nah. I don't need. Yeah, to I don't think there's. I, I have seen for way too many versions of Mowgli. Like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't need to see anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've seen weights. Like Disney for a while. Disney, the te- the television um, channel, they had, Disney had several. Jungle Books. Yeah, all, all not just Stephanie mentioned the original from '66 and probably Tailspin. If you're counting that. Oh, well, yeah, I, I love that. Tailspin though. They had the live action. They've already had a live action Jungle Book. It was on the Jungle Disney Book Channel. Part two, the animated one from '93, but 2003. Y'all are doing too much. Like I get it. Like, <laughs> all right, let's go on. <laughs> right, but, this is, but, this but, is yeah. one of those prime examples of of um, no originality, right? Like, come with, with do something different. Well, I, so, like I keep yeah. telling y'all, they're too scared to do original stuff because they want money. They got to keep them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah. sh- the shareholders happy, which I am one now. So. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Congrats! Yes. So last time Tim was on the show, he convinced me to, to try to buy some stocks. So I bought, you know, Disney. So <laughs> good deal. Yes, uh, but yeah, Stephanie, you were saying the live action movies, the other ones didn't really work for you. No, no. So I went into this, and Brandon and I have been making jokes back and forth for months about this, about <laughs> Aladdin. And I was like, mm, I'm going to go in there with an open heart, welcome arms. I'm ready to, after Beauty and the Beast, and I refused to see Dumbo, I was going into this like, I'm probably going to be disappointed. And I left going, I was not disappointed. Right? I, I was very impressed with, I was impressed with Will Smith. I really, really was. He was not the wink the weak link in this chain. And as much as I loved Hot Jafar, I really, really think they should have went older. The person, like, yeah. somebody mentioned, like, the captain of the guard should have been Jafar. And I feel like, yeah, fair, but I think it needed to be somebody a little bit more cringy. Because Hot Jafar was just seemed like he was just really angry for no apparent reason. Yeah. It's like, it was like this weird thing of, like, the Sultan was like a white guy and um, Jafar was like a disgruntled brown guy that always get passed over for um, <laughs> promotions. And it was just like, I feel like you're angry for no apparent reason. Not that you not, that's probably a bad analogy, but it's just like, um, yeah, I don't know. Jafar just didn't do it for me totally. I was like, maybe you should take your shirt off. Maybe then you'll do it for me. But wasn't doing it for me as Jafar. I thought the music was great. I was indifferent on the score because I realized that for a live action, he couldn't keep the same score. So I was like, okay, I understand that part. But I think part of my problem is he kept too much of the same score. Like... The yeah. same cues, like the same, like not just about the songs, but like the actual score. Score, 
And yeah. like, it doesn't fit the tone of this movie so much. I really wish they did, frankly, had hired somebody else to write it with him, which, which would have been fine. And we'll get to it, but I also had a nitpick about them using Power, Power of Your Boys, Power of the Score, and not yeah. putting it was, in the movie. Did, well, uh, and I did have a quick question about that. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a one scene where Aladdin and Jasmine are, like, you know, up in his house. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, shed thing. And um, he play, or she plays the, uh, the little tune on the... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on for education. Whatever. Yes, thank you. And um, was that part of a... Proud of your boy, perhaps? I didn't recognize those courses being part of it, but they definitely put... It definitely, every time Aladdin got sad, the, the score went... And I started throwing imaginary tomatoes okay. at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm sorry, Stephanie. Go ahead. No, it's, it, it was fun. Um, so I liked, I liked the music. I liked um, Will Smith as the genie, mostly because he wasn't trying to be William, Robin Williams. So that's why I liked it the most. Because he was basically, I mean, he was being Will Smith as a genie or to a lesser, on a lower key, Hitch as the genie. <laughs> However, I, I liked yes. that he wasn't trying to be Robin Williams. He was just trying to be a different genie. So I was I was impressed with that. I could see the problems with Mina Masood as Aladdin. I saw it. I ignored it because I thought he was adorable <laughs> as Aladdin. Right. He had a, like, like Ewan McGregor, like, you know, chick lips that for teeth, kind of like giant smile. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> The, sm- yeah. the smolder, right? It's the smolder. Yeah, it is. It was just like, okay. I'm like, I can see why y'all probably, eh. But it's like, I still liked it. As a whole, I loved it. I love Naomi Scott, and I want her to make more albums. Yes. I'm like, I need her to have more albums. I'm like, I need her to like be out there, be Jennifer Hudson, Hudson-ing <laughs> it up out here and getting all of the awards, because I loved her as Jasmine. I also liked the <laughs> thing they did on Shut Up. I no, I'm it. laughing. Ali knows why I'm laughing. You said Jennifer Hustening. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the twist they put on Jasmine's character. I know they probably made it a little bit more modern for her to want to be the sultan, as opposed to her just not wanting to be married to a prince because she don't want to marry these hoes because they trash. <laughs> and they don't like um, a cat. And right. they don't like her cat. And I'm like... I, I really feel for this. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I get it. I'm like, I kind of like that she was a little bit more ambitious and I'm with you, Tammy, on the whole roof thing. I'm like, what the hell is this? Just <laughs> jump off that bitch. What you doing? <laughs> you want to be the sultan, but you can't jump off a roof? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just... What? It was like the worst thing. And like the whole like, going to be sultan thing, thankfully, it didn't really feel forced. Like, oh, look, women yeah. are the same as men. Like, it felt like a really well-written and just... A good natural yeah. progression for that. Um, so I really I, like that. I like that too. I like that a lot. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't put Gilbert Gottfried in the movie, mostly because I feel like it wouldn't have made that much sense because of the Jafar that they chose and the way they put Jafar in. Because I'm like, I feel like that energy would not have matched and it would have looked really weird. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I like the movie. I did. Solid three. All right, so if you letter grade, I guess it's a B, like a straight up B. B. Okay. Or, or a little W. Or a little w. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! All right. It's, it's no Beauty and the Beast, but it's no Jungle Book. That's genuinely how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I fair, and I haven't seen Dumbo, so I can't say. Don't see Dumbo. Is anybody? I yeah. saw Dumbo oh, in the theater. Yeah. You're the one. Uh, don't see but it. Cro- Wait, hold on, time out. No crows. No crows. No crows. Oh. As opposed, as opposed to the crows, um, so Dumbo the movie is basically 
a remake of Dumbo from No. 41 and its imaginary sequel. In between oh, that, they have a little procession where they're marching to success, basically, in New York City at, like, this Coney Island ripoff called Dreamland run by Michael Keaton. In their procession at the back of the parade, they have a black New Orleans jazz band playing an instrumental version of I Be Done Seen About Everything When I Seen Elephant Fly. That's as close to the crows as they come. The oh, mo- Jesus. The mo- okay. Movie as a whole, script is fine. Direction is bad. Acting, the, the children, um, um, Danny Newton's little girl and, and the boy playing her little brother cannot act. Either they can't act or they were misdirected by Tim Burton. This Tim Burton felt like he was asleep the whole entire time. Like, he owns interest in the art direction. Like, the, the movie doesn't gel as a movie. It's not put together very well. The, right, the script is fine. It's supposed to be basically a, a riff on Disney itself. Basically, how Disney takes properties and commoditizes mm. them. Which mm-hmm. is very interesting. So I'm guessing, to be a like, film. have you guys done a review on it, or could you not find enough people that have seen it? I reviewed it in <laughs> brief. I didn't. We didn't spend a lot of time on it. I basically said, "It's it's this, it's that." I don't think you should really see it if you're a grown person, even if you're a kid. <laughs> I, I told everybody, of course, because it's me. I told everybody, to go, she should go, she should, um, Shazam instead, because um, it came did out you the week after. Cinderella. I did not see Cinderella. I liked it. I did you like Cinderella? Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Um, and and Rob Stark in his tight pants. <laughs> It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I, I saw it like mm. years after it came out. I believe it's actually directed by Kenneth Branagh. It is. So it is. Yeah. And, oh, I love me some Kenneth Branagh. So also biased, but it really was like a nice like period piece, like almost Pride and Prejudice, but not so like pompousy kind of you know. Okay. Um, mm. Just really okay. nice and sweet. Um, it's kind of okay. like a Ever After, but without the pop culturey kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Like, but really great costuming, nice effects. Um, Helen Bonham Carter is in it, but without Tim Burton, so it's really nice. He's a parody of himself. At this point, he is, Mr. I can't find no black people to be in my movies. Oh, really? You can't? Because uh, it's weird when you put the white face paint on them. I think that's yeah. really the problem. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Yeah. He's, such, he's so trash, but yeah. <laughs> Um, it's no Jungle Book, but it's no Beauty and the Beast. Right. All right. Um, Ali. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. What about Billy what? D? It took me a minute, but I found one black person in the Tim Burton movie. Oh, yeah. So, so after- wait, Sam Jackson, wasn't he in his latest one? Wasn't he like... He'll, Sam Jackson wasn't his peregrine. He's playing the bad guy. And he, and he has oh. a white alter ego, so it's, it's a hedge. <laughs> ah, okay. Um. Yeah. Oh. No, I was just thinking. I I just like went through mentally. Like I'm like, oh, yeah. No, Billy, nope, Billy nope, D nope. wasn't Batman. Two-Face. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be Two Face. He, he was playing Harvey Dent. They replaced him in Batman Returns with Christopher Walken as Max Shrek because Warner Brothers didn't want to have a black Two Face for whatever reason. <laughs> Racism. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tim Burton, a mess. Bro, bro, retire, please, before it's too late. Um, Ali. Prince Ali. Prince yeah. Ali. <laughs> Prince Ali Ababwa. <laughs> yam hams. Yam hams. <laughs> I forgot to mention yam hams. Yam hams. I believe I was the first person on Twitter to use hashtag yam hams in this context. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Under. Yam so, hams. One more. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> So here's what I, my favorite part of this movie. I, I think that there was nothing to worry about in terms of, like, after seeing this movie, I can confidently say there is nothing to worry about in terms of having Will Smith be the genie. Like, 
that is that is what saves this movie. Yes. <laughs> to be completely honest, that seems. What was your quote after you saw the movie, Ali? And explain the quote after you say it. Yes, please do. So because <laughs> I saw how much work Will Smith had to do <laughs> to literally carry this movie on his back, I I turned to Brandon in the parking lot when we were leaving. I said, "This movie's like slavery." <laughs> <laughs> And then Brandon was like, oh, I'm putting that on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of arms, by the way, one other slight thing. His genie genie design was kind of weird. Like so, Guy Ritchie explained that he wanted his genie to like look like his idea of a '70s muscle dad. Those were his exact words. But muscle he looks dad. Like the, mm-hmm. He looks like the little duck in Toy Story, the one with the Pez body, with the giant arms. <laughs> Not the Pez like, body. Is that it? Like, because like it's like a little duck head, but he's giant little arms, kind of. Like, yeah, like he's 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 got like big short big arms that he's so big he make the arms look short, like. Like, like, yeah. like, um, it, it he's was like a, he's, like, he's like a, he has arms like a short bodybuilder. Yeah. 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 Like, um, so, but, I mean, he was lifting the movie, so maybe that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Like, like, we were, like, I was, um, I was thinking about the movie after and when I was discussing with Brandon our initial thoughts. And we agreed that if you took Will Smith all this movie and you replaced him with somebody else, doesn't work this at movie, all. This movie doesn't work at all. Like it just, it just would not be what it is. Will Smith is carrying this movie for me. So I, so I, I definitely agree with uh, with Stephanie and Tammy before me. Like it's so good that he didn't try to be Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. We would have been very bad. You need to play to your strengths. And Will Smith's strengths is his charisma. And he's just so naturally, like the jokes, the little, the little things, the little, um, little, um, uh, lips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the facial tics, all the expressions, all those little idiosyncrasies that make that the things that people like. Everything about that Aunt Viv hated. <laughs> Everything that Aunt Viv hated <laughs> is what he did in the movie, and it works. It so works. Natural. Yeah. Exactly, because it comes naturally to him. So nothing, no joke felt forced to me in this movie. He was very, he did, I'm, I'm so happy they didn't use any of, Rob, like they didn't use a lot of Robin Williams' like lines. They gave Will Smith lines that worked for Will Smith. And right. I thought that was really good. Right. Um, the the um, the other thing that I liked about the movie, definitely Naomi Scott singing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you it so Will Smith saved the charisma and Naomi Scott, you saved the singing in this movie <laughs> because that is Naomi Jamika Scott. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, here's the deal. Um, so Brandon has been trying for years to get me to. To hear, to to get me to hear auto tune, <laughs> <laughs> he's been trying to train me to to hear the auto tune in 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 movies, and it worked this time because <laughs> when, 
when Mina Masood is singing next to Naomi Scott, that's when you can really hear the auto tune. It was like, it was like she is uh like a you know, she's like a like a like a bullet train from Japan, and he's like a train operated by coal. Like, and if you can you can hear how much the, the machines are like sweaty to really bring to get all of his syllables together because he's right, when he sings a whole new world. It doesn't sound as smooth as when she sings it, and it's smooth as butter, right? But in his parts, all sound like yeah, and then you can hear the machine in the middle, like stringing the syllables together as best as it could, and because of that, it really, you know, it kind of brought down the song for me. The other thing, um, and then we'll, we'll talk about later about the the spoilers for that song, but that's what I'm going to say for that part. Um, I also, uh, other things that I really liked about the movie, um, you guys are right. They really shouldn't, um, have had Iago be as talkative as the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in this version, he's an actual parrot. And I try as you might, <laughs> it's going to look very unrealistic if a parrot was really talking as fluently as a human being. So the best you could do is just have him repeat things that people say, mm-hmm. um, at, at, opportune times to for comedic effect. So I think that was a really good idea. Um, Jafar, I so two things. A, I liked the fact that he was he was ambitious in terms of that he had a backstory behind why he was like that. But I what I didn't like is his portrayal of it. There's just you're just too upset, my guy. <laughs> like just angry for no reason. I'm like, but where did, what why are you mad? You, the thing about it is, though, it's like you're not actually scraping and begging. You have nice robes. You have a cape. So- <laughs> evil cape. Evil cape, for the record. Did right. nobody notice? He got an evil cape from the evil bad guy store. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. like yeah. Cool. He, I mean, you have things. You have a staff that you can use to control the Sultan. Which I so, wanted to see more, actually. I, that that would have been nice. But here's the thing, though. It's like... Dude, even though you're second in command, that's not actually a... You don't... You make it sound really terrible. But, dude, if you can control the Sultan to do whatever you please, then I don't see <laughs> what's the deal here. I don't see what the problem is. I don't know why you're so upset. That's that's the thing. And it's kind of like a, a Back to the Future thing where, like, someone called them yellow and they just kind of, like, couldn't handle it. <laughs> like, you're second. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so he was, he was kind of... He was overly... He was overly upset and whatnot. Also... I have to admit, even though I don't want to compare the cartoon and the live action that much, I really felt that the portrayal of Jafar in the cartoon, it's just, it matches the the sound and the animation matches Mm -hmm. so well. Because the, the, the voice actor has a very silky, Sort of voice. Well, he's putting then, on one when he's yeah. regular. He don't sound like that. But go ahead. <laughs> right, and then yeah, I'm saying that his the voice he's using is very silky yeah. and very snake-like, right? And then the anim and the animation matches it because a all of snake, the parts is very very smooth. It looks like as if he's. That's why they don't show his his feet because it's supposed to look like he's gliding and slipping <laughs> around. It looks very. It matches everything, but this one. I wish I kind of wish he was a little bit more 
flamboyant with his with his, uh, with his acting because because Jafar is somebody in my my opinion he sounds like somebody who's very pompous about his station right he's very yeah. proud of who he is right and he's you know it, it it's supposed to really rattle him when somebody like like Aladdin comes in and throws a monkey wrench and stuff and uh-huh. It it just kind of it's it's so I don't know it just didn't it didn't work as well it didn't work as well for me um, but other than that um, I had some problems some real problems with the CGI mm. in this movie for certain parts that I will um, talk more about when we when we spoil um, Nina Masood played an played an okay Aladdin I didn't have a problem with him at all except for the fact that he cannot sing and it really it really came through for me. And can um, I also say, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Ali, that I didn't get his diamond in the roughness. Yeah, I don't know what was so special about it. It was like, I, I liked <laughs> it better in the cartoon where they actually like did like, you know, an incantation to show who was a diamond in the rough. But in, like, in here, it was just like, he just <gasps> seemed like he's nice. He's a nice broke person. Well, he did help the out the kids. <laughs> 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 no, and I did like, that they kept the line, only your fleas will mourn you. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but I did also um I I thought I wouldn't like it, but man, um the Prince Ali line, the Prince Ali song, I really liked it. I and we'll yes. talk about why I liked it in the in the spoilers, but I really liked that number because of the of the things that they changed up about the number for Will Smith. I I really I really liked it. Um, I also liked friends. We're waiting on you. We go. We gonna go to you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. Yes. Yes. Waiting on you. I, uh, wait. Are we spoiling it that far? Are we spoiling that far? Nigga, it's Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> point at the end of the the very top of that of that um, of that lyric where it's like Prince Ali, and then. Prince, uh, and then they stay hold it, and he's like, "We're waiting for you, man." And they're waiting for the Sultan to to tap his fingers to show that he's he's into the song. He's like, "We're waiting on you. We're not going until you go." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's the most beautiful thing you've done." That's so great. <laughs> it's like I need you to say how great I am right now because I keep blowing. I'm running low on fuel. Yeah, like it was. It, yeah, I, I thought, man, that that is funny. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Um, overall, I give the movie. I'm gonna give the movie a B. I mean, it's it did what it was supposed to do. Um, it exists. It's there. You know, hallelujah. Let's move on. All right, my turn. I just wanted to make sure I made it clear for everybody that Aladdin is my favorite of the modern Disney animated films, which I'm counting everything from Little Mermaid forward. Quite frankly, from my money, you could probably count everything from. Bambi in 1942 forward um, is probably still one of my favorite films of the 1990s in general. So let's keep that in mind as I discuss how I feel about this remake of it. Um, so I have two. I have two letter grades, and I'll explain why. The movie, if you can find a way to have either, if you were like a child, I've never seen the original 1992 version, or if you can find a way as an adult to mind wipe yourself they have never thought the original version existed you can get, i would give it a b or a b minus it hovers by the minute whether which one to give it 
if you remember the original one, it's a C plus at best. Um, because oh. the problem is that everything this one tries to do that comes from the animated version, it does worse. Every single last thing. Like it's not, it, it can't compare to this animated original. And that's sort of kind of problem with a lot of these Disney remakes is the fact that like it's hard, to, especially with this one, since that movie was so cartoony, so yeah. animated. I mean, movie, and everything. It's yeah. too difficult to try to emulate. And so the movie works best with the new material. And if they try to jump as far away from those stuff as possible, the this best- is where this is where I feel like that's where Will Smith comes in. Like yeah. that's why you really need the, those Will Smith parts. What that that they changed for him, so right. that way. He would his parts would mask all the other things that they were trying to do from the from the original animated movie. This movie, the original had too much, there's too much magic going on. There's too much zip, zam, pow. There's, there's <laughs> all that happening. And it just you can't replicate that because you don't you don't have oodles and oodles and oodles of money, even yeah. though it's Disney. Yeah, this is an end game. They aren't gonna spend 300 million on this one. Yeah. Um, so they did a lot of parkour. Did a lot, a <laughs> lot of parkour. Parkour. A lot of parkour. <laughs> yeah, so, parkour a lot. Will Smith, I, I liked him in the scenes where he's meant to just be charming and fun, which is most of the movie. I thought he was great, excellent, perfect for this movie. The dramatic parts are kind of a little bit touch and go. Like, um, but that's also sort of kind of that most of the parts of the movies are Guy Ritchie's fault. Because as the director, he, I mean, this is an odd choice to have him do this, first of all. Um, second of all, <laughs> he doesn't really know how to stay, how to like direct a movie musical. A few people do. And so the yeah. way that the movie looks and feels most of the time doesn't, um, it's not conducive to having people burst out into song. And so when it happens, every time it happens, it feels strange. It only seems to work when it's Will Smith in animated blue form singing because he's already a cartoon character, basically. Like, the rest of that, especially like One Jump Ahead, <sighs> um, Yeah, it was a rough start on that one. Really rough Definitely. start. Definitely. Like there's a lot of it is just shot to. There's too much. It's shot like a like a like um like a John Wick or a, or like an action movie. Like like a little bit of backlighting, a little bit more theatrical. Like just like lighting and just a little bit of that 1950s set in a color touch. Just a little tiny bit, not a whole lot, not super unrealistic, but just a little bit extra on top of what they already had. For being yeah. all the faults of Beauty and the Beast had, Emma Watson not be able to sing this. He was not be able to sing the way it was written weird. In fact, it was way too long. And the mm -hmm. fact that a lot of this doesn't cut together properly, they at least had the look down. Cinematic. Cinematic, like cinematic yeah. look, right? Yeah. This had more like a 1970s telenovela look. Right. Like yes. everything's in focus. There's like no depth of field. Yeah, it's even shot in Panavision, but they're still framing it real, real tight. Like, drag the camera out a little bit. Give us a little bit of that musical feel just a little bit would have been no you gotta find the one middle eastern guy we found that can sing and act that has dimples yeah yeah <laughs> so 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 Get yeah, Mina Masood as Aladdin he's charming he's cute he can really dance very well can't sing a fucking note <laughs> I am a strong advocate on this podcast as you all know who listen for singing ghosts to come back into Hollywood you know <laughs> I don't mind when um uh, Natalie Wood opens her mouth and it's Marty Nixon. Nobody cares because Marty Nixon can sing. Natalie Woods, so you get you get what you get. Uh, when Rebecca Ferguson was in The Greatest Showman, a terrible movie, don't watch it. But when she was in it, <laughs> um, right? 
She opened her mouth and another woman's voice came out and it was fine. Nobody cared. (laughs) Elijah Doolittle. (laughs) Yes, Marty Nixon was Elijah Doolittle Doolittle, um, because Audrey Hepburn can't sing sing a note. She really can't sing. Um, And so... (laughs) She she tried so hard. I love how Brandon is like... I love how Brandon is advocating for everyone to just just be Ursula and just steal (laughs) someone else's voice. Yes! Yes! Yes. (laughs) Put it inside the magic shell. I don't care. Do it! (laughs) Just open your mouth and out comes Ariel's voice. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that... And Will Smith, when he's discussed, Will Smith can't really sing. And so, like, every time he has to sing, sing, it's rough. Like, friend like me and Prince Levy come off okay because basically he's having a little bit of fun with it. I really wish they had sort of kind of in the in the recording booth pushed him to have a little bit more fun with it because he could have done what needs to be done with it. They, they, they were directing him, I think, a little bit too flat. He could have put up... Rob Williams can't really sing either, but he puts on voices and right. he inflects a lot. And so he gets away with it. Same thing with The Rock and um, Moana. See, so here's the thing. What they should have done for Wilson in that part is there were little parts in um, um, in Prince Ali, oh, Prince, Ali. Prince Ali in Prince Ali where he could have just gone nuts because you saw parts of it where he could because when during the way when he got to like Tammy was saying the sequence of the women yeah. when he was like ooh yummy boy like you could have like that means you can do stuff like that <laughs> you know so what you, he, you know what he could have done cool. which would have shut the internet down he should have done a Beyonce impersonation. For that part, <laughs> because Robert Williams was doing um, um, Ethel Merman in the in the original animated movie, do or do if not Beyonce, do do like a famous person, like a Diana Ross or somebody, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed that. There you know what? If he had, if he had come up with an afro, if he had, if they had, put him, oh. if they had put him in an afro in that in that part of the song and just had him come out there and look like. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like an R&B singer. Like, dude, that would have just taken the entire audience out. Because, okay, like you said, that's the thing that, that, that is equivalent to what Robin Williams is doing. Right. Like, and that's the that where, where you can match it without matching it. Because the idea, too, is that the part of Genie's magic is that it's, 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 it defies it time defies and space. It defies time and space. So you can, so you can have weird nonsense happen that isn't, that doesn't pertain to because they do a little bit of that here and there. Like, like friend like me, they do the Nicholas Brothers' famous jumping down the stairs routine from Stormy Weather at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now that you now that you mention it, I uh, just realized there really aren't any impressions throughout the movie. Like, no pop culture, like Animaniacs kind of crazy. It's nonstop. It's yeah. a little bit like it's mostly Will Smith impressions of himself, like of Fresh yes. Prince stuff and bringing in like modern slang and stuff. He doesn't really do impressions of anybody outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking, of which, speaking of which, and you can tell that too, because there was a part that I was going to, I was going to tell you about Brandon, like when, when he, when he's talking to the handmaid and he literally all, he, he basically paraphrases a, a Fresh Prince line where he says, I noticed you noticing me and I just want you to let you know. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is you impersonating yourself. Yep. Um, the yeah. the animation of the genie is touch and go, depending upon which animator got, got which scene. Like, Right? Mm-hmm. B-shots? There's a lot of B-team stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like <laughs> the people at ILM were, were super busy on Endgame. That's, that's kind of a problem that we're running into now. Because, like, this year, there's going to be, I think, 20, like, $100 million-plus blockbusters throughout this year. Mm-hmm. 
And there's only so many VFX artists and there's only so much money Hollywood Studios are willing to pay for said artists. So okay. you're go- we're going to see a lot of, like, B and C team material. There's a lot of that in this movie, unfortunately. Like, the Genie stuff, it works in some scenes and other scenes it doesn't. In other scenes, he's really floaty and sort of kind of, like, just, like, sort of like a Max Flasher character. He's moving too much and doesn't need to be moving that much. In other scenes, it's fine. It's really touch and yeah. go depending upon which anime they got, which scene. Though I like the monkey. The monkey looks great for the most of the, <laughs> all the movie, Abu. Raja does not. I thought Raja looked terrible. Yeah. And every, he like he like a specter pacing on top of the frame anytime oh. he appears. <laughs> nobody had access to a real tiger and a green screen. Just for yeah. some of it. Just for a little bit. Some a little of bit it. of Yeah, like I take a tiger and enhance it a little bit, something like that. Um, Mina Masu, we discussed him. Can't, can't, can't sing. Sort of kind of Okay, actor, great dancer. Naomi Scott saves the musical parts of the movie, definitely. Like, she is a great actress. She's an excellent singer. Um, the only thing is that the way they put her songs into the movie itself. So the first, the, the speechless, the part one, is only one verse. And literally, <laughs> I was so into when she started, and then it ended, and they cut to the next scene, and I literally threw my hands up in the theater like, What? And Ali <laughs> cracked up in the seat next. He just cracked up. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Ali cheated, and he has read the soundtrack playlist, which is a big no-no. Oh. You, I'm trying to teach you this is theater etiquette. You do not read the soundtrack of the musical before you go to see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, listen to it. I just saw it. I just saw the Doesn't the matter. You don't listen. Right. No. 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 Hold your hand out, this ruler. No. <laughs> when, they, when they shot that, I was like, ooh, they're going to tease Brandon and he's going to be pissed. <laughs> and I was. But then they you know, I genuinely, I, I thought that was the whole song. Like, oh, is this what we're talking about in the articles? Is this the big princess song? Well, okay. But then they went to part two. And so I liked it and didn't like it. I liked the song. I liked her performance. She sung that shit live. Oh, wow. There was no, there was no dubbing going on there. That's her on the set that day. I don't know if this is a spoiler because, uh, well, it's is a song speechless. Okay, <laughs> well, did she get the Infinity Gauntlet? Wow! <laughs> yes. So, so that's that's the problem I had with it. So that's my canon. If you're going to do a thing like that where it's in her head, basically everybody disappears as she's going and singing the song across the um the room. If you're going to do that, you have to establish something like that because this happens like minute eighty five in the movie. You yeah. gotta have established it earlier than that to do it here. You have to earn that. That's that's a director problem. That's not anything to do with her. She did excellent. She sat there. She did rehearsed her way across that goddamn stage in one shot. Perfect. Yeah. If it was, if it was a <laughs> that show that that Jasmine usually goes into her own head and starts singing, right? Now that. But the problem is that you literally froze the movie and you gave Jasmine a music video, and then yeah. And, and then you snapchat the other people in the- <laughs> <laughs> And there was no visual cue to say, like, we're now in dreamland, or, like, nothing came out of focus, or right. like Vaseline or something on the lens, or, like, a color change. It just suddenly sees Thanos. Yeah. Okay. But I'm okay with this. <laughs> Vaseline still- on the lens would have worked. That's actually a good idea. That, see, yeah, that, that's, a, that's an effect like- we recognize. Yeah, just something that's like, okay, she doesn't just have superpowers all of a sudden. Yeah. If you weren't sure for a minute... <laughs> You know, and like, okay. <laughs> right. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, Jafar, I was sort of, I liked him, but I didn't like him. like him for reasons y'all have already discussed and everything. Maybe a little bit more flamboyant, or a little bit more of that, that, that slinky snake feel would have. I also had a problem with that before he got his power from the genie, 
the way they showed his staff working was that um, a gaffer just turned on a, like a red light and and aimed it at the staff. <laughs> they and, put strobe lights inside I, inside it. They put strobe lights inside of it. <laughs> no, no, they put strobe lights inside of it after he got the powers. Before that, there's literally somebody pointing a red light because you could see the reflection of the of the of the light in the staff. And I'm like, no, oh, no. absolutely not. Y'all couldn't just, y'all y'all could horoscope this and put a, a red glow on it or something. No, no, Jesus. How much money did y'all have? <laughs> Uh, it all went into a friend like me sequence. I'm. I would love to see the pie chart. <laughs> I budget. think it all did. Yeah, um, that's the one scene that looks solid all the way through. Yeah, some yeah, of the genie like, stuff was weird to me because you know he is a CGI character and he's doing a lot of cartoony stuff that like like the original genie did. So it could kind of it sort of kind of touches creepy uncanny valley stuff here and there because it's like oh he's five different mm-hmm. people all of a sudden oh he's got cannons for arms. You get used to it a little bit, but it's always still sometimes a little bit yeah. strange. Strange. Yeah. Um, the set direct set direct set decorations were nice. The um location work was generally okay. The CG, the the green screen magic carpet, I can show you the world a uh, whole new world sequence. Awful. I'm sorry. It was awful. Oh, no. You yeah, literally yeah. Could How tell, is he holding on? You literally could tell that they are in a in front of a green screen on like a um on like some sort of piston. Being tilted back and forth, and and they yeah, are pasted into that the frame. Really bad. That was that was, and the thing about it is though, my problem with that is that you, you're Disney. Well, it's like the <laughs> thing that like Tammy was saying, like Ooh, like they prioritize sequences based upon how much money and time they get, and sometimes time and money just runs out before you're really through. But that's here's the okay. Here's the deal. Okay, here's, <laughs> When it comes to, if I was, and I'm not a director, but if it comes to Aladdin, there are at least three sequences you need to spend priority in terms of quality. And those are the music sequences we just spoke of. It needs to be Friend Like Me. It needs to be Prince Ali. It needs to be A Whole New World. You have to prioritize those things because... Those are where the quote unquote magic, magic happens. Is the biggest. It's a flying carpet, and you have her in front of this like it's a Disney television original um, movie. Like, <laughs> like it's not. That is. I'm sorry. I didn't believe anything that was happening in the background. Even yeah. the parts where they were flying over the sea, and you could see there were there were dolphins. Like no, you need to have <laughs> actually done the scene so that way it looks like the carpet is not only fluttering properly, but it needs to affect the environment around it. Have them have them dive and like go through maybe a sand dune so that the sand kicks up behind them or something. But you have to convince me that these people are actually in the air flying right. with a carpet. Like it, it was not that didn't convince me at all. So that's why <laughs> Naomi Scott, man, if Naomi Scott couldn't sing in that sequence, bruh. It, it oh, would no. have all fallen apart. It would have been, it would have been really. <laughs> other things, other thing I was surprised they didn't do. So if you watch the original Aladdin, two things you would think a live action remake would harp down on would be the magic carpet ride through the Cave of Wonders and the whole snake final thing. Because these are things they do in every action movie nowadays. And they didn't either. The magic, the um, the they, the Cave of Wonders magic carpet ride was a strong 400 feet. <laughs> <laughs> 400 feet? <laughs> from from the lamp to the door was 400 feet. In the original, it got to be, they were like a strong half a mile. <laughs> or yeah. at best, like a, I think it was like more like a full mile. They've been that, like three that, rooms. No, that cave, the cave, that the cave problem, was big. <laughs> the problem with the cave too is that the cave 
it 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 felt like a hole in the it's wall. too realistic cable was yeah. really way too realistic it's like this is yeah. how a cable looked if there was gold in it it was like moonlight god damn it it's a latin put some yeah. put some fill lights in there have it just say <laughs> just say magic and hand wave it's a genie in the movie <laughs> yeah, like that, you don't have to worry about being too realistic right. just like Green screen, green screen at least half of this, and make this. Cut I mean, it was already cave. green screen. That's 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 the cold yeah. part. They weren't. They didn't actually build a cave, Ali. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, what they should do when they threw the green screen on there, they needed to make the caves a lot more cavernous because it just felt like a hole in the wall that had a high ceiling. That's to, all. To, to compare it, and I know it's not fair. Um, the Rock of Eternity in Shazam is also a cave. But it's lit blue, and you can yeah. see everybody. I wanted something like more like that for this. That's sort of kind of what I meant. And also the snake. So you would think that in Maybe. a big Hollywood live action movie for Memorial Day weekend, you would end it with a snake. Am I? Perhaps you'd like to see how snake like I can be. be, be. Oh then my it's, god! Instead, <laughs> we get we get Big Iago flying through town. Which, I don't know if I would have. No, Brandon, I don't know. This, this snake. I don't know if the snake would have been too much. He, he fought a snake. It doesn't matter. That is, how does it work now? Does it work? Would it work now, though? I mean, and I don't ask know. me. Ask me this question next week, and everybody goes to see fucking Godzilla. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Godzilla, you expect two dinosaurs to be fighting. I don't know if maybe they maybe they were not confident to enough you know, in the, in in how to actually animate and create a snake. Right. I mean, you know, they like just, it, you know, you they already it did it. Would... Jungle Book. Yeah, but you see, yeah, just you, just but, borrow the same did... model, make it bigger. Right? <laughs> scale, <you> scale. <laughs> what they did with the magic carpet ride, right? What do you think is going to happen if they try to do a snake? Okay, good point. Point, point. point well I, I was okay with there not being the snake. Okay. Because that's kind of like... Snake is fine. I don't know. He's, uh, he's but could... it would have been maybe cool, but maybe it would have been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I was just going to say, the musical numbers, um, the choreography is done by Jamal Sims, who is a choreographer from the hip-hop world. He worked on... Um, he was one of the assistants on Hairspray. He's actually in Hairspray. He was also randomly one of those dudes who got married on the Oscars that year when they were marrying the gay couples. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's a okay. good choreographer. I don't know what happened with that Prince Ali number. <laughs> like, like as far from a choreography standpoint, because it's also like yeah. a, it's also a Guy Ritchie thing. We talk about the cinematography. Like they sort of kind of filmed it flat, and then tried to go into into um, resolve afterwards and boost all the color correction, and. It sort of kind of got away with it, but I would have loved if they did it more theatrical. But the dance steps in Prince Ali are just sort of kind of basic. The best dancing is done in all of the more traditional numbers. That stuff looks great, especially the one that's, that's at the end or during the first part of the end credits. There was that one continuous shot. I'm like, yes. why isn't this in the actual movie? <laughs> <laughs> this is more of what and I wanted. <laughs> Aladdin, like, he really was a fantastic dancer. Yes, he like, is. It, like, the friend like me sequence was like pure like vaudeville yes. kind of like just slapsticky like amazing like his um uh, acting right and just how he can do pratfalls and everything and act like he's actually a marionette like yeah. my, not my everybody can do that. My favorite part in that is when they're going down the stairs. Yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, that, 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 is, that is that is the extra stuff you put in a movie like this. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'll say. I'm gonna show, I'll show you the clip later, Ali. It comes from um, the Nicholas Brothers, 1943, Stormy Weather. I love that. that. I thought yeah. they were going to do... You know that thing that people do when they... Um, 
they look at each other and they, uh, what was that? What's that thing where you you slap your your thighs and then you you do that thing with each other like you like you clap your hands and whatever? I thought they were gonna do that when they get to the, to the bottom, like a hand chive. Uh, yeah, what is that? What is that when <laughs> kids do it in school? Kids do it in in school, like they um, it takes two to to, um, to do that. That sort of oh, a yeah, like. Patty cake? Like I don't, girls do. Yeah, patty cake. That sort of patty cake thing. I thought they were going to do that when they go to the bottom. Because <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God, if you do that, that would look so cute and good at the bottom mm-hmm. because it's like you're, it shows that, it's it thematically shows that Aladdin is now on board with this idea that, oh, so you're a genie. Right. Like it would show that, oh, okay, I'm buying into this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really like that part. Yeah. That, was my favorite part. Um, <laughs> that yeah. one line. The instructions were the song. The instructions were the song. <laughs> yeah, obviously you can't listen and dance at the same time. That was funny. Like a lot of it was Clearly. funny. Like like the the jam shit was funny. I, I, a lot of people complain about Thank it. You. I like the jam shit. Like jams, so many jams, strawberry jams, jams. Get off the jams. Yeah, jams. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go get some bread. Yes, for the jams. <laughs> <laughs> what do you plan to buy with this expensive? You. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your time with you. Uh, uh, um, I live in a lamp, and I want to go back there right now. <laughs> in 2000, I've never been so embarrassed. Never. <laughs> extra stuff like that was really good. No, I yeah. was saying, I told Brian at the end of the movie, I'm a little upset I didn't get to see any of these jams. But I'm okay. Yeah, there are no jams shown. They're only there mentioned. They're only mentioned in the movie because Yam Jam sung really good. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's basically my review. And it's like, I mean, there's no spoilers for Aladdin. They live happily ever after, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Spoilers for... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just we randomly, we talk about other things about the movie that we liked or didn't like or had questions about or felt a different way about. Um, the whole opening thing, because the, re- the reviews sort of kind of told us that um, Will Smith and um, Dottie were going to get together. When the, in the opening, when she had her back to the camera, I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was obvious to everybody or just me because I recognized her voice immediately. Right. Like, okay, that's a plot point we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was still cute. I did appreciate the cultural changes to try to make the movie a little bit less racist than the original. Like, the things, for example, like, there are changes to Arabian Nights in particular, the lyrics and things that make it a bit more culturally appropriate. Not talking about things being barbaric and all that kind of stuff. Like, people are dressed more appropriately. Like, you know, Aladdin's not running around with no shirt on, things like that, you know. Um, are we still talking about things we don't like about the movie? They, do or don't. Do's or don'ts. <laughs> Wait, what now? The <laughs> there oh, we go. Oh. <laughs> uh, you, you don't like that he, that he had a shirt on? I mean... Absolutely one? not. Um, oh, there you go. Not. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I take your shirt off. I appreciate it because I mean, like, if you if it's like the Middle East and back then, he probably would have been fully dressed all the time because it's more you know, accurate. It's more I'm accurate, sure. yeah. <laughs> but art. <laughs> we need to just for art. <laughs> you didn't. See, I thought you would have been like, you know, you you need to be you need to be um, shirtless for science. Well, I mean, at least this Prince Ali <laughs> Prince costume had, had a little titty window, so you know. Side <laughs> <laughs> boob. You, you could have just uh, argued that hey, it's hot out out there in in the middle of the desert, you know. So and, you know, the costume really was good. Um, I didn't like the costuming when I saw it online that much. Like, ah, oh, this seems kind of. Over the top, it didn't seem to really fit, but in the movie, it actually looked really nice. Costumes, movies like this never look good in stills. 
It's like yeah. they can't seem to find a way to get it to look good in the stills. It looked fine on, on um, quote unquote film. It's, I don't know if it was shot on film or not, but you know, on film, digital film at least. Yeah. Um, I thought the costuming for, for Jasmine was, was fantastic. Um, yeah. I have a problem with her earrings, but I'm being picky. <laughs> I want those little wedges of teas there hanging in her head. And then you get that. Oh, like like original. You want the the cube cheese? (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm a big cheese fan. Yeah, they go great with jam. uh... Do you like sheet cheese? Do you like sheet cheese? I don't know if anybody caught that, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah, the handmaiden <laughs> was the handmaiden was hilarious. Yeah, she was. She yes. like, I wish she had got a little more screen time. Like she was great. She's, she was like she got one best friend who is who's whispering in your ear like, oh, that guy is hot. Yeah, like, during the Prince Ali thing, they kept cutting to her, making like the guy like, see, look at him, look, he got money. Right. Like, <laughs> and then when she, she was like, he got he got money, girl. He got money, girl. <laughs> and then when she, when she was like going out, with Will, he's like, he's just like, I'm ready to go. How's this work? Where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, yes, I, I will leave with you. And I, I want children. Yeah. And the whole sequence also, with the, the little Prince and the Popper sequence for a minute there. I'm yeah. going to go wash the cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't cats brush oh. themselves. It's like, wait a minute. Do you not see Jasmine behind, behind him miming? Like, that's <laughs> Oh, I'm the princess. Yes, it is nice to be me and have gold things and all of <laughs> It was like, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Honestly, it was generally funny. Movie. <laughs> like, I think that's a big thing about this movie. Uh, people are willing to forgive a lot, you know, little things here and there if they're laughing most of the time. Like, yeah. I didn't hear most of the dialogue in uh, the movie when I saw it because people were laughing over the jokes from the last joke. Right. So. Speaking of dialogue, a lot of the dialogue they kept, they should have changed at least a little bit. Because, like, when, whenever I hear, you know, come on, Abu, let's go home. I, I know to wait exactly nine seconds before I hear riff raff street red and I, I, I don't want it to be that close. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I wonder if the Cave of Wonders thing was glossed over too much in the opening sequence. Like, cause, cause if you have never seen the original, do you feel like that was explained properly by that sort of short scene that they showed us? You know, I missed the whole uh, scarabs, or scarabs, I can't pronounce it, bug, the bugs that they put together. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they didn't it, do that at all. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a cave just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, it's, it's but, just a cave that just happens to look like the the mouth of a, of a tiger. <laughs> right. But I really did love the entire opening sequence. Um, that song, just like, it was one long continuous shot. And I appreciate yeah. a long shot uncut all the way, just going through all the characters, like, hey, this is the opening of our Broadway thing. Yes. And uh, I really did like that set to the song. Yeah, I agree But there really that. wasn't any preface of, like, why are we in this cat cave? Right. Are there cats in it? <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> um, let's see, anything else at all? Um, I'm trying to think. I would, um, have, I would have liked, I honestly would have liked the, the Prince Ali, the reprise. Yes, it is he, but not as you know him. Yeah, because it was sort of weird when he banished him to to like the ends of the earth in dialogue form. Because you know, it's like in the song, it's like his assets frozen. The death you've chosen is the ends of the earth. (laughs) So long, goodbye, (laughs) see ya. (laughs) Yes, Prince Ali. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, because it just shows how like like he's unhinged and he's like fanatical at this point. Because because his eyes start changing colors. 
Yeah. He, yeah. he cackles and I just, and the lightning, yeah. thunder. Yeah. Like, whoo! <laughs> I, I, I really agree with all you guys. Like, uh, he just wasn't like just nefarious enough, you know? And um, like, he he wasn't bad. Like, it's, it's a great it's angry the same as angry isn't the same as fanatically like just like insane right. and greedy with greedy for power. Yeah, it's not it's not enough to just be angry and scowl everywhere you walk. Gotta be a but little bit of style to it. Soon I will be sultan, not that adulated twit. Speaking of <laughs> adulated twit, I appreciate that the sultan wasn't an idiot anymore, but they didn't give well, him he, a thing to replace. He just sort of he's sort of yeah. just there. He's sort of a blank. Like, Just reputable dad. Reputable dad, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did appreciate that the Jasmine subplot, like we said before, it wasn't about her trying to have to be married to a prince. She wanted to be the damn sultan herself. She wasn't worried about any of these dudes coming through. Like, I appreciated yeah, it, that. And I appreciate that it gave right? that to her at the end. That was, that was good. I feel just tacked on. Like, right. it felt like he genuinely was that character compared to, oh, my hobby is trying to be the sultan. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to find Agarbob, but it's not on any of my maps. Gaslighting, right? <laughs> that was gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know, maps are useless and everything. They're how I see the world. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're important for everything else, including Katrina and economy. So I'm just, I'm just saying, the economy rests on things like that. So yeah, maps are very important, sir. Right. I like anything I like how they animated the, the how they animated the map there too. That oh was, yeah, the that little, was, like the yeah. little 2D animation. Just a little bit of it. Just a little bit. Um anything else oh, at I all? did miss I did miss the be yourself because pun. Be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. The hair, the eyes, anything. Pick a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also did not hear the line, all good girls take their clothes off. That's not actually... <laughs> I mean, that take off... Like, Sir, I want to hear your evil plan. Take off your shirt and tell us. Y'all know the controversy, right, that Timmy was mentioning? The thing when, when Aladdin is fighting with Raja on the balcony in the animated version. And he's like, go, kitty, go, kitty, take off and go, take off and go. Somebody thought he would say, take off, take off your clothes, and it became a big scandal back oh then. My God. To the point Maybe where a we... laser disc was yes. paused and rewound. Yes. <laughs> the point where you watch it now, they're taking the line out entirely. It's in the background anyway, so they, they just lifted it. You just don't hear anything for that segment. Uh, yeah, anything else before we go? Mm, no. So yeah. will there be a part two? I Probably. <laughs> they made more money than God. Um, so I'm definitely thinking it's going to be a part two. Are you looking forward to um, the quote-unquote live-action Lion King? Yes. yes. John Favreau, that's why. Because I think it's the same team as Jungle Book. Sean it. It is. I'm not sure. My only problem is I feel like the animals are too realistic to emote properly, but we'll see. We'll see. They did it in Jungle Book, so I'm right. all for it. Uh, what and about also, James Earl Jones? Yeah, James yep. Earl Jones is back. Yep. Um, bless his heart. Um, what about <laughs> Maleficent, Mistress of Evil? What the hell? <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> Who is for this? Me. Me. <laughs> I, 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 
had to get off. I had to get off mute for that because I knew you were going to say something. Latria, we don't yeah. we don't need this. What? Latria, I love Maleficent. I love Angelina Jolie, and I don't care what nobody says. I, I love Maleficent too. She's right my back. favorite Disney quick, villain. But I'm just like, what? What? Well, Angelina. She got. <laughs> what she gonna do? Cut us with our cheekbones again? What's going on? Listen, uh, Melissa like, is giving you, uh, uh, is giving you all the face, all <laughs> of the cheekbones, all of the contour. Right. It really felt like they were trying to go for their own version of Wicked. You know, like it's the story you don't know, and like, ah, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. I, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, okay, so I'm guessing this is the part. I guess from the trailer. This seems to be the part where she will curse um, um, Aurora. Is this the because because in the first movie, Aurora wasn't uh, she's not like sixteen yet or anything. She's I think she's a baby still. I think so. No, 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 no. Young, young. She didn't find yeah, out young. everything until like later on. That's what it was. Right. Like, she didn't know. So basically, so this is, so I guess this is the, because I saw a spindle in the trailer for this movie. Yeah. So is this like the she movie started out where, as a baby, but she got older. Right. So I guess this is the movie where Aurora will prick her finger on spindle and, you know, cast the entire kingdom into a sleep. She shall prick her finger on the <laughs> spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Why are they not calling this Maleficent too? It's just still Maleficent. So this is this is one Which thing is I learned because I was like, wait a minute. This is one is thing I learned recently. The Hollywood has sort of kind of moved away from doing numeral sequels because of SEO. They want when you do a Google mm-hmm. search for a movie for the new movie to pop up and not the old one. If you do Maleficent two, you'll still get Maleficent one. If you do Maleficent Mistress of Evil, you'll get Maleficent Mistress of Evil. And I mean, maybe also uh, like perception. Also, oh, it has a tagline. I didn't yeah. know it had a tagline. Yeah, okay. like if you didn't know there was a first one, or maybe you missed it, then you'll think it's a new movie, and you don't need to see the first one. Yes, this might be part of it too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a trick. It's a parlor trick. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it, if I find out at any point that they're going to do pink, blue, pink, blue in this movie, <laughs> damn it, I'm going to get the money. Should be pink. Yeah. Oh, this is such a happy ending. <gasps> blue. And the rotoscope reused around the world again. Oh, Lord, that rotoscope. Oh, my land. Hey, it's difficult to show. It's difficult to show poo people dancing, especially when one of those persons isn't a real person. It's a red robe. (laughs) Fine, fine, fine. But still, they, you know, they should do That ballroom sequence is reused and recolored so many times, like more than half the characters in Mortal Kombat, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There are are a lot of GIFs online of people showing you how many times Disney has repurposed. And something's wrong with that. There were like 30 people working in the department in the 60s and the 70s. They They had to... Economize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Robin Hood. Poor, yes. poor Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. And how we feel about um, Cruella comes out twenty twenty. But they haven't. But they haven't given us a trailer. If they haven't filmed it yet. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, how do we know? Like, what do we know about this movie? Um, I hope there's a lot of jazz. Who's the? Yeah. I forgot who the star for was. It's not Lindsay Lohan, is it? Bring uh, back it's, Jeff Daniels. It's um, <laughs> Cruella twenty twenty. 
if they tie this into the 101 foundations Hello. live action made like 20 oh years ago. Oh my god. Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone is playing Cruella Deville. Um, oh boy. It's an origin story set in the 80s. Now I remember, yes. You know, say what you will about the live action 101, but I thought I thought um Glenn Close. Yeah. Was a really good looking Cruella Deville. Like she was yeah. really good. I was over the top campy. Yeah, and that's what yeah, I want. That's... I want like these Ursula level villains, right? Like, right. Like yes, I'm evil. It's great. Speaking you know, of it's... Ursula, how do we feel about Rob Marshall directing The Little Mermaid? Oh, you have to tell, tell us more about Rob Marshall. Rob Marshall oh, God, made I'm Mary Poppins Returns. He made Chicago. He made Nine. Tammy yeah, does not like just, him very much. You can just read my whole like Facebook comment on that. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I would say no to that because no. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, because Ali Antonio didn't like Mary Banderas. Poppins Returns. And Tony Banderas, uh-huh. Puss in Boots, totally robbed in Nine. What? He was in the Broadway version of uh, of Nine and Fantastic. And then they're like, well, we like, we're, let's, uh, kind of, we'll just have Daniel Day Lewis do as well. Really? Because oh, Oscars. Boy. <laughs> I guess that's a mess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I need the up- I'm sorry. Go ahead. How are they going yeah. to? Is that practical though to do the Little Mermaid now? Like, uh, because underwater. If they um, get the Aquaman people at ILM who did Aquaman, they can do it. Because um, this is going to be a difficult movie. This is this is difficult. I mean, this is going to be difficult because of the things that Aquaman got right. People underwater, they got that right. <laughs> I'm really interested about the casting for it because like, they've been trying to be very sensitive about different regions of these movies, right? And hey, it's in the Caribbean. Yep. Oh, so, so it's in the Caribbean um, this time? I mean, it was that. It wasn't right? in the Caribbean the, in the first time, was it? Wasn't it? Um, wasn't it? Wasn't tropical? It wasn't tropical. I mean, there's reefs and stuff, right? Wasn't it supposed to be? Um, because it, wasn't it supposed to be? Um, somewhere in the uh, like. Nor Norway, whatever is that the original? Somewhere up there. I actually don't I mean, know where. It's Norway. Yeah. I mean, the story has origins in like Han, uh, Hans Christensen, right? Um, yeah, but, I mean, the whole not... thing had a Caribbean thing going on with Sebastian and. Uh, Audio. Yeah, I thought they, I thought they, I thought they threw in, uh, I thought they threw in Sebastian because you know, they wanted to, they wanted to. Um, Howard Ashman to... made Sebastian um, Jamaican because he wanted to do clips on music. Um, yeah, I don't know if they set like maybe like some sort of like a yeah. colony in the Caribbean. That's possible. I'm not sure. I, I've never actually ever been able to figure that out. Um, yeah, I never thought about that actually because like when she's above ground, like you know, like the kingdom and stuff feels kind of yeah. you know someplace with fjords slightly. Yeah. Danish, maybe. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel Caribbean ish at all. I'm like, where this castle? Very white up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, underneath the water, the black fish it sink. So they and they can't bring back they can't bring back um, Jamaican sounding um, Samuel Sebastian. E. Wright. Right. They can't bring that back. Cannot, that man is old. That, <laughs> no, they can't bring back any kind of Jamaican accent. Oh, um, oh, are you saying yeah. they, uh, Ali? They're probably going to do that. Maybe they will be Absolutely as... Absolutely <laughs> They're going to hire somebody from your island to do it. It's going to be somebody from Dominica. <laughs> You're going to get a phone call from the casting agency next week to come in for an audition. <laughs> no way. People are going to think people. No. I would love to be there in like the casting room. Like, okay, we need you to read this line. Uh, there you see her. Sitting on the blue <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Ali, read not... that. Read that. Read that line. 
Yes. No, we're not gonna have. There's going to be too much. Oh, There's going to be no. so many um theme pieces for that because it's like, why are you having? You're basically so Sebastian is basically going to be a he's going to be a magical black person basically. If you do oh, this, boy. he's going to be Call a magical. Person. They're going to cast half the cast of Black Panther in it. <laughs> Starring Winston Duke as Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's from the I, Caribbean. I will throw this oh, laptop. God. We're gonna get Rihanna. No, uh, they're gonna have Sebastian. They're gonna have Sebastian. He's gonna have like a wife. They're gonna put that in there too. Oh, God. And Little Mermaid is my wife. favorite, but I am not in favor of a live movie at all. And then, so the other one they're doing, they haven't directed it yet. I'm sorry, quit. Yeah. Oh God, I was just gonna say, keep it as a cartoon. Like I don't want. Sorry, Let's... y'all. Niggas, niggas uh, are popping fireworks, if you hear those. Already? I just had a vision. Memorial <laughs> Day? First of all, I thought it was gunshots, and I said, uh, oh, no. Gunshots? They, they done came to the burbs. Uh, uh, the burbs. Uh, so I had to go, I had to go get sorry. my dog, because she was scared, but I've yeah. deduced that they're fireworks. Yeah. Still, it's not fucking oh. fly. But. And then, so, to, to wrap up, I did want to also say there's one more they're working on. They haven't directed yet, but uh, it's um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, fuck no. this. No. Fuck this. No. No. Okay. No. 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 So, I, have, I, have, I have a couple of questions for that, okay? <laughs> so my first question is, I mean, are you, is that okay to have that Esmeralda storyline with Lord Frollo? In there with the, with the it's in the book. And the, <laughs> Christian guilt. Okay, so that now on TV in a movie for children. <laughs> um, Not a like, movie for children. This burning in my skin. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Tom Hiddleston as Poplin. <laughs> nope. Oh, well, 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 it doesn't matter if he's wearing that tight jumpsuit and just like doing backflips or something. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gets me in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> if you want butts in seats. <laughs> right. Starring, starring Kevin Hart as Quasimodo. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Wow. You said Thor. Uh, this is an early night. So. <laughs> so yeah. You get Thor as like uh, Phoebus. And you get uh, Loki. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that would actually work if you got Chris Hemsworth as Phoebus. Because, uh-huh. he, yeah, he does comedy really well. He yeah. does, which Brandon does not want to agree because he refuses to watch Ghostbusters. Because That's what? Ali. Ali. No, Ali. No, Ali. No, no. I love Ghostbusters 2016. Okay. Ali's one who's ever seen it. He refuses to see it. I don't know why. He think he hates women, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I feel it. What? Oh, my God. Slander, the slander. Because he's praising him doing comedy well, yet he won't see Ghostbusters. And I'm like, Ali, I've got the DVD, the Blu-ray right here. You can see it. No, Brandon, I I don't want to see it. I don't like ghosts. I don't like slime. I'm sorry. (laughs) It creeps me out. It's not even in there that much, honestly. I think. Slimer is not in the movie. He's it's in the really movie. It's really funny. Yes, but yeah. like the slime part is not in there that much. Get out of my ghost friend! No, get out of my friend ghost. Get out of my friend ghost! 
Oh my god. Y'all, I don't do the new Ghostbusters like that. I liked it. I liked uh, it. It was funny. So did I. <laughs> I oh, liked yeah. that lie. That's why I did it. I did it was making fun of it. <laughs> I liked that lie. That shit was funny. And she kept slapping her. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> the ghost was hard to go. Did it just the Chris Hemsworth? He started acting a fool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but so, we don't, I don't think we need a, a hunchback. That'll. But then they already see that. Jo- jo- um, was it Josh God was trying to do? Quasi- Josh God is trying to play that fucking hunchback. You guys, hmm. he is trying hard. He is lobbying right now as we speak. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can see it, but I just. I just feel like, I don't he know. He can definitely sing the part. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah, he can do it. I just don't think we need this movie. I don't either. I, I think that you mm-hmm. thought think pieces. No, I think we <laughs> wait because yeah, in light you know, of... I feel like the, of, parent, the parent groups would... Uh, mm. would but guys, pieces. if you think about it, now is a really good time because of the disaster that happened to the actual cathedral recently. Mm-hmm. So, so they can help, be fund, a- help fund the restoration so they can film it there? <laughs> Yeah, because Disney has a park in Paris, right? They yeah. got money. They don't need no money. <laughs> so <laughs> Disney can Disney can justify them making it as, hey, this is our part. This is the part we're going to play in restoration of the cathedral. <laughs> yeah, they're going to use that. Enough money. Don't see. Don't get me mad. Mm-mm. Oh lord. Um, <laughs> they don't need me. Oh, that, that's our been our that's been our review of Aladdin and everything surrounding it. Um, Tammy, where can people find you online if you want them to find you? I don't know. Gamjams.com. Oh, is that a gamble? <laughs> I, <suspect. laughs> uh, I got to go on the internet for a second. Um, uh, I'm uh, on the internet as Cow Kitty uh, everywhere. So uh, Twitter is great. Twitter.com. That's a thing. Um, uh, I have a website for art. Tamish.com. T-A-M-M-I-S-H. Um, yeah. That's, that's where I go. All right. And Stephanie. Hello. So you can find me on um, at Mocha Minutes on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find my page at Sunny Twote That on Twitter if you want to find me being bad. All right. And as for us, you can find us at SSMPodcast.com and across all social media at SSM Podcast and on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, and everywhere else your podcasts are available as Say Something Nice Podcast or Say Something Nice Podcast Network, SSNP Network. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. I'm here with Latria. Hey. And Stephanie. Hey. And Tammy. Hey. And Prince Ali. Oh my god. Tyler Perry, if you're listening, you want to do a musical? Wow. Uh, wow. I want to know that yeah. somebody already bought yamjams.com, and I'm really angry. Damn jam. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> 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 it's going to say winner Vista Internationals, right? Who bought it? <laughs> oh, I got to get the who is. <laughs> Contact domain owner. <laughs>